Well, the winter portion of the transfer portal may have closed. Um, but it seems to only get crazier as we carry on throughout the early portion of January. College football is turned upside down by the news of Nick Saban. And we have our first ever interview on the show. Big show ahead. It's Sunday, yeah. January 14th. We're doing this a different way this time. We'll see how it works out. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. It's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He's giving them the business. These people don't care. Love you, honey. What's this? <laughs> BJ at the desk? What? I told you big things yeah. ahead in this story. Yeah. Moving up. Yeah. Moving up. Yeah, I'm All it uh, took was a hotel. We're gonna here. have to open a Patreon for the crop shops now, I think. <laughs> Just to say I'm not already in the works for that. I told oh. you. I mean, <laughs> is been, that part of your big things? I was say, I've been saying uh, feet picks for years now. Uh, but we haven't brought it to reality yet. So <laughs> no that'll I, be I, on his OnlyFans though. <laughs> Dude, it's all going to be on Patreon. It's all on Patreon. You can get away with that. There's, there's, I was, um, yeah, there's no there's no difference in the two, honestly. No real guidelines, yeah. Um, no, so I, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cold weather around. My uh, office is like, we want you to uh, come in on Monday to work. So the least we'll do is uh, get you a dig for Sunday night. So you don't hey, comping you a hotel room is pretty fucking killer. Oh, yeah. Or, and they're, they're comping really me a meal at the restaurant downstairs, too. So this oh, better damn. be the fastest show ever. No, I... <laughs> I thought you were going to get food before I left. I went down there and there wasn't oh, anybody. Right. So. Okay. It wasn't open. Hey, I, I wasn't wrong, though. I got on here at 615. I just want to say that. Yeah. Well, we sat here for 15 minutes. Dude, my TikTok has been spammed with this toothless thing with mm -hmm. with a Pokemon song behind it. I don't know where it came from or wow, but that's that's been my TikTok for the last couple of days. Yeah. So I was, I was trying to make sure I infected you guys if you weren't already. No, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that right now. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, um, just setting everything up for tonight's show, which is is shaping up to be a pretty good one but uh, we've, gotta, we've got to start with the transfer portal and i feel like things are just kind of crazy i th i thought the winter cycle was closed i did yeah but arch manning's entered the portal i don't think that's actually true was that fake that's <laughs> Tell me that was yes oh my the god Mil dude, Mil I the Milrow and the Arch Manning were both. I knew the Milrow one was fake because I didn't put yeah. that on there, but did, I thought the Arch Manning one was real, you, dude. Did you get duped? You got duped. I, you took got a, duped. I took a quick glance and I haven't had a chance to check. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess so. You got, you got duped, Damn, man. Oh, it happens. It, it's okay. It's That's a first. Happened to all of That's us a first. Yeah. One thing, I mean, you're you're not like Yahoo's of this show and I just got got by an Arch Manning troll. Are you kidding me? The, and all the years, I mean, at least you're not Yahoo Sports who actually ran with the, the Milro transfer news like it was fact. But yeah, yeah I'm I kept seeing the, the Milro, it was but them, I've never seen that spin. one. But there I was saw like it three or four that fell for I didn't the, even look for the, the like, obviously you can't look for the um, the Twitter, like the blue check mark anymore on Twitter. Yeah. So I looked at the Twitter handle. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then moved on. No. 
It's a, it says, uh, all I'm seeing is Arch Manning potential destinations if he enters the portal. But with viewers coming back, you know, I mean, it's, I don't think that I, I, I just, this was, man. this was his redshirt year, right? So, but that makes home. sense. Because it, it makes sense to me because I thought the portal was closed. That's why I was like, I was trying to figure out where the hell that had come from, dude. That's annoying. That's, we got a, I'm sorry, we got a comment that says, turn on Hayes Fawcett tweet notifications and you'll know Tyler is basic. So where do we get that? Like a, from, from our guest. Yes. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, well I have, I have his notifications on, but one, one thing that we did get, didn't get been to, killing me today, dude. One thing that we didn't get to in the portal that uh, you know actually did happen. Uh, we thought he was going to the NFL. He must. Oh, not... I got. I'm, I was getting there. I was getting okay. there. Well, after I looked like a moron to start the show, so that's fucking awesome. Um, so fucking pissed off, dude. That's so annoying. Yeah, this is fun. I could actually like get used to this. <laughs> um. But yeah, Cam Ward entering the portal, re-entering the portal after withdrawing from the portal, going for the draft. And the only thing for that that really makes sense to me is that it just seems as though he got negative feedback from agents, scouts, and was like, exactly. okay, I'll go back. I'll go back and, and, and give it one more year. Yeah. Now – I don't view him as an NFL quarterback. I, I really view him as a, I guess, a bigger body Kyler Murray. And I don't think Kyler Murray is all that great in the NFL, if that says anything. So I don't I don't really see it going great for him. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's, it's a good gift for Miami, on, on the other hand, because well, they were stuck with um, – well, I yeah. they stuck. I shouldn't use the term stuck because that's not fair. Um, but I have to go down and find. Now, is, is Miami a done deal? I, it was being reported as such almost when he came. Yes. Yeah, yeah. According to 24 7, I'm looking at it right now. He's committed to Miami. Um, mm-hmm. I Which was looking makes for. Sense. Um. <clears throat> Miami got a kid from. Oh, I I miswrote where he's going because I forgot that changed uh, for somebody else. Uh, who did they just get? They got from um, Poffenberger from Albany. Albany, yeah. I was trying to figure mm-hmm. find his name. I knew it was a long last name. Um, and I shouldn't say they were stuck with him, but it, it it really would have been a huge downgrade from what they were looking for and getting with Cam Ward. Um, So that stinks. It is what it is. Um, Well, it doesn't stink, really. Um, It stinks for Poffenbarger because he's either got to re-enter the portal at the end of the spring or ride it out and go into coaching because it's it's a career ender for him if he doesn't move on Mm -hmm. and go elsewhere. But the question is, where would he go, though? I mean, unless he just wants to... Miami offered him, man. Like, he can... He can find a spot at any. Yeah. He's a solid really enough quarterback. To. He can. He'll definitely yeah. find a job. Yeah, I hear there's a handful of schools that are looking um, for quarterbacks still. So, 
I think he'll be all right. The the other one I wanted to get to is Jaden Maiava, and I wrote down Georgia because at one point he was committed to Georgia. That's correct. But, but that's then it's not flipped, longer the case. And he's going to USC. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Miller Moss is over there. He's still he, – he looked like he solidified his options right there. Um, yeah. But it'll it'll be interesting to see – how that shapes out because I like Jaden Maia, I think he's a really, really solid quarterback. And what he did at UNLV proved it. I mean, he led them to a Mountain West Conference championship appearance, which I know is not a championship win, but yeah. an appearance, which is huge for that program. I mean, if you look at their recent history, uh, you would know that they needed it <laughs> in a very bad way. And he, he looked the part. He looked the part of a Power 5 quarterback. And so while the Mountain West gains a USC quarterback, the Mountain West also loses a quarterback to USC and arguably their best all year last year in Jaden Maiava. So that's going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, but I, th- I think it – I think it'll end up good because he's got a lot more time like eligibility remain than Miller Moss, if I'm not mistaken, but I could, I think you're right. I can double check. I could be that. wrong. I'm trying that to sounds right. Cause I believe Miller Moss is, is very close to being a graduate. If he's not already, cause he's been around for a while, a couple years, at least three years. Miller Moss was uh, a junior this year. It looks like. Or redshirt sophomore, so he'll be a junior next year. So he could go. Oh, he's draft eligible at this point. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that could be that. That could be the play because Mayaba was just a freshman. A freshman I'm not I think, yeah. So interesting career play. Obviously, just being a starter this past year, but yeah, who knows? Maybe he wins the job. Miller Moss transfers in, in the spring. That, those are That's, realistic yeah. expectations and options within the college football world going forward. Uh, which we've come to learn over the last couple of years. Yeah. Other things I wanted to get to, um, not Arch Manning. <laughs> Will Rogers, Kalen DeBoer entered the portal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. He left. <laughs> Basically, well, entered the he, portal. Did, he did go into the portal. <laughs> he yeah. did. He did go into the portal. Uh, yeah. Just found his way to where I think Will Rogers might be finding his way to. Um, yep. Now, <laughs> How do Alabama fans feel knowing they're going to be getting Mississippi State's quarterback? I don't know if that's true. <laughs> but well, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Tommy Reese finally beating. Happen. There was a lot of talk about Tommy Reese finally beating Alabama in a uh, national championship kind of game after the loss and in 2012 and then uh you know how he finally beat them with the the loss to michigan which i don't necessarily think that's the case you could talk about will rogers in the same light he finally beat alabama for mississippi state or finally let mississippi state beat alabama but as the quarterback of alabama (laughs) who knows you know if he does go to Bama, i would expect that milro transfers but here's the thought that i have Kalen DeBoer seems to be really good with quarterbacks. Ryan Grubb seems to be pretty solid with quarterbacks. We haven't seen it as much from Grubb, but we did see Kalen DeBoer with Michael Penix back in 2019 at Indiana. 
as the offensive coordinator over there. A lot of people forget that that was part of it. There was a reunite or yes. reuniting in Seattle. Yeah. The only improved Penix's career mm-hmm. didn't improve his injury um, management, but it did. It, it was pretty solid. Um, of a uh, again with them getting to reunite over in Seattle. Milro has, or seems to at least have, a similar skill set to what they want. Ryan Grubb, Kalen DeBoer, it feels to be a very similar skill set. And while it's not exactly perfect, I think it could turn into something really special if they if that actually ends up being the case and they go with him. Because he has good arm talent. It's it's been underutilized and it's been underdeveloped to this point. Yeah. yeah. But he has the arm talent. We've seen him hit the deep balls all year long. It's not impossible that it happens again this coming season. Yeah. You give him that opportunity in this offense, I think he succeeds. Because the goal of DeBoer's offense has been quick release. Get the ball out immediately. And he's done that. He's been able to do that. It was the, the problem was when the offensive line in Alabama would give up pressure that he would kind of fold because he did, you know, he, he, he kind of just couldn't handle it. I'm I'm extremely interested mm-hmm. to see if they stick with Jalen Milrow in 2024 or if they do try to go get Will Rogers. Yeah. And I think – I appreciate I mean, it's the not... private chat, but – Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can do Cam, without the typing. Cam, the Cam's, Cam's clanky typewriter keyboard is yeah. what it is. So You're welcome. Funny. But yeah, I, I think it Anyways. is. I think it is one of those things that uh, you know, it's it's only a question of when, not if, in my opinion, that Rogers is going to end up uh, over there at, at Alabama. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's. I don't think it's. I, I think that's a reason why he went to Washington in the first place. And yeah. since Washington, and, you know, uh, lost their coach, he gets to, you know, he gets to follow the coach if he wants to. And I, I think that's exactly the reason why he's in the portal. Yeah. It, as soon as I heard that he was in the transfer portal again, I was like, oh, he's going to follow. This was before Grubb had, of course, announced that he was going to move down south with DeBoer. But as soon as as soon as um, Rogers entered the portal, it's like he's probably going to wind up in Tuscaloosa. Most definitely. So, so I'm not a Utah State. I'm a bandwagon fan, but I'm not a Utah State fan. It's just the default, unfortunately, when I join in for whatever reason that may be. <laughs> I try to have my neutral one on at all times, but you know, somehow, I don't somehow. usually turn my camera off. Um, anyways, what else did I have in here for today? Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, Quinshawn Jenkins to Ohio State. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but Travion Henderson also returns for Ohio State. And, you know, we talked about Ole Miss yeah. gearing up for their transfer run. Ohio State had to have had this conversation, and the players have this conversation together because the amount of guys they're bringing back next year, guys that are draft eligible and could be first-round mm-hmm. talents, JT Tuimoloau, Travion Henderson, Jack Sawyer. I mean, these are – at least two first two days, right? Yeah. This and this is these guys are returning to the Ohio State University to play another season of football. And the only reason they're returning, I'm telling you, is because they want 
they want a couple things. They want to beat Michigan. So a lot of these kids that are on this roster currently have not done it. Yeah. Not only do they want to beat Michigan, they want a Big Ten championship. They want to be back on top. They're desperate to be back on top. Yeah. I, I this, think that that's what all of this really is, is a desperation attempt for Ohio State to kind of cement, a, kind of preserve a legacy, if you will, of, of this class to not be the, you know, some of these guys don't want to be the only ones to go out not beating Michigan in the last 20 years. In the first 24 yeah. years of this <laughs> millennium, Ohio State has been dominant and only lost prior to 2021 twice. Yeah. They've lost three in a row. And a lot of these kids, you know, they didn't play in 2020. A lot of these kids have not played against Michigan and won. Yeah. This is the ability to preserve a legacy. And I think it's it's to preserve Ryan Day's job. Because as much as I don't think that he should be fired, whether I'm a fan of Michigan or not, I don't believe he should be fired simply because you don't get a 56 and eight record or whatever his record stands at right now. I can't even, I don't even remember. I don't know if I'll I'll have, but I know it's, I know it's, I know it's under 10 losses. I know it's over 50 wins. Yeah. You don't get a guy like that out of nowhere. No, he knows how to coach football. He knows how he knows the game. 56 and eight. There you go. See, I think that makes up for the arch confirm. Yeah, except that, for the Arch Manning thing. I know ball. All right. Does, does, this, does this include the Missouri loss, Cam? Yes. That's yes, it does. This is. You know how I knew that? He was 45 and 6 going into this season. That's mm. where I obviously is the math on that, but I'm just. Anyways. They and Not only that, they want to make a championship run. I should make an addendum to my yeah. uh, early national championship picks. I should change it to Ohio State. Truthfully, now I'm not going to, but I am just saying, you know, keep this well, locked you know, and loaded in case we, you know, in, in January next year we're talking about this, you know, because we are still over a year from national championship game yeah. in 2025. It'll be next. Assuming uh, the playoff, next, this playoff gets approved of anytime soon. Next next week, next year is when it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, in mm-hmm. in 2025, and, and but, the thing about it is, is like. I think we should get a mulligan because it's like the day after Saban retires. I think that should pretty much erase any way too early preseason predictions about Alabama. Doesn't that just because, piss you off? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, doesn't that just like come kick on, you in selfish the bastard? Like, just wait a little bit. Wait a couple of weeks if you want to do anything. Now, don't do it the day after we pick your ass to win. <laughs> come on, man. What a dick. What a selfish mother. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we. Um, we should get a we should get a mulligan on that. So uh, yeah, if Ohio State wins a natty, we'll go back to this this well, clip. Or if Alabama wins, we're gonna act like this never happened. <laughs> we're gonna go back to back to Wednesday. I was gonna say that. the thing about it is, is like this is Ohio State's uh, this is Ohio State's best effort to do like the quote unquote last dance or or what Michigan basically did after coming up short against TCU after the 2022 season. This is their effort bringing all these guys back that have still some eligibility that could have been first-round draft picks. These next two teams from Michigan and Ohio State are going to challenge the record for draft picks off of single team. Yeah. It's it's almost unreal. It's it's crazy. I mean, and you think about it. How this is going to work. 
Well, just think about how much talent Michigan and Ohio State has had drafted in the last two years and, and how much still they are going to have here this year and next year. Uh, I mean, you're talking about like Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, you know, uh, 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 guys that are uh, killing it and at the next level and, uh, you know, tight end, uh, uh, schoonmaker. I was yeah, trying schoonmaker. to think, I couldn't think for a second there. And right, then of course, I mean, because you guys are getting waxed I, on. The I have TV. not watched a single second of that. In fact, I mean, I can show you, I got it. I don't care. I don't care enough. It's on the weather okay. channel. It's on the weather channel. Oh, okay. See? Weather Channel. You're playing Storm Chaser for the day. I'm I'm just watching people get snowed in in Buffalo. Well, actually, they're in, that's Tyler. They're pretty close to where I am right now, actually. So that's fine. Okay, let's be clear. Nobody's in me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There is a Texas. There is a city in Texas. Correct. Nobody, nobody's near my apartment right now. That's that's why you invited your girlfriend over. <laughs> Come on, dude. Have some fucking decency, would you? No. Never. Not, not, not yeah, on this show. Of course not. Yeah. Um, other other news, though. I, I guess let's just stay on this topic for a minute. And it just it, it does feel like Ohio State's gearing up. I think they're going to make a run next year. I think they're going to yeah. be I think they're a legitimate contender. Honestly, you want if you want to talk about odds on favorites right now, one and two. Sorry, two of the top five should be Ohio State and Ole Miss. I don't care in yes. what order or where, but two of the top five should be Ohio State and Ole Miss. Yeah, Georgia should probably be in there. Georgia I think Alabama could still be in there because what they have, like, yeah. as long as a lot of guys don't just leave for the portal, I think they're they're gonna have a really solid year. I know Isaiah, Isaiah Bond went to the portal. He he's at Texas, Texas. now. He's committed yeah. already. Um, I I know those things, but those three still seem like top of the line teams. And if if mm-hmm. if Kalen DeBoer and Ryan Grubb can actually get Jalen Milrow into the spot that he needs to be in. Yeah. I, I don't see any reason why it uh, it can't work out for Bama. Still, even still, even if it's not Nick Saban leading this team. I can see a path back for Michigan. It's not going to be easy, of course, but they're they're losing some talent, but they are still bringing I back don't. a lot of the key pieces. I don't. I see, I see another playoff run. Mm-hmm. I to the semis, do... maybe? I'm gonna Depends say just the getting there. I'm gonna say just getting to the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think that it's gonna be difficult breaking in a new quarterback immediately playing Texas and doing so. Yeah. Uh, in week two, Texas should be up there because with everything they're bringing back. Because be what we don't know is currently we have no clue who the starter next year is going to be. Jaden Davis, Alex Orgy, will yeah, you know. I think Davis Warren comes back. Like, will Davis Warren try to make a push? We, we don't really know. Alex Orgy, we saw used a lot as a runner. Will that open him up to be a passer? We don't, we have no idea. We, we can't answer yeah. these questions right now. So, until we can, I, I'm not stating anything for Michigan other than I think this team is talented enough and what's going to come back and what should come back, especially defensively, is going to be. Enough to, I think, get this team to 10 wins, nine at, at the worst. And whether or not nine makes the playoff in the Big Ten, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. It'll be interesting to see how it all works But this out. team this team is going to still yeah. be very good next year. And I just I just think there's there's going to be a fall off. This, this is a team that 
like like I think a lot of people have said, you know, they're not great at anything. They just work so well together that everything was successful. Yeah. How can you repeat that next year? I, I don't I don't know how that's going to repeat next year. So especially if Harbaugh is truly off to the NFL, like it's been rumored. Yeah, I mean we don't even have that answer yet. Yeah. So I I don't think the coaching staff is going to have that big of a problem because I think no. Sharon Moore gets gets boosted up. Yeah, we will see what happens with Jesse Mentor. Like those things are that are in the air will be answered at some point. Yes. Otherwise, this this team does have a lot of talent returning, and it's it's going to be interesting because it is a team with a ceiling of twelve and zero again. But the floor, I think, does fall to you know as tough as the schedule is seven and five, and seven and five doesn't indicate a bad team. Seven and five indicates a lot of inexperience and a lot of change. Yeah, so does five and that's and seven too. Okay, don't try to fucking make this about TCU, buddy. <laughs> okay. Who said anything about TCU? You you were the one that brought them up. Yeah, but I know what you're doing. Five and seven. That could have been Texas in twenty could have been Texas in twenty ten. Cam, tell me you don't know what he's doing. I I think yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not. You've been found out. Okay. We know. We know this game. Um it's not Yeah, you're not winning either. I'm gonna fucking change your name to David. Um, <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't bitch about referees. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I suppose not. Um, anyways, beyond that, we have. Well, we talked about Isaiah Bond of Texas, Evan Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On his way to Oregon. Wow, that's a shock. That was. That was an interesting move in my mind. That kind of came out of left field a little bit, honestly. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought so, too. But it it happened. So what else uh, can we say about it other than than such? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good get for Oregon, but, I, I mean, we just got to see what their quarterback situation looks like. If they're going to have a – They've got a, a, a good deep threat in Stewart and, and a good route runner. He, he's going to be a good weapon since Franklin is off to the draft, but I don't know what their, their situation behind Bo Nix was and what, what it'll look like going into the Big Ten next year. I think that my uh, Arch Manning thing goes out the window with what, what was just said. Dylan Gabriel, Dante Moore, remember those transfers? Yeah. Yeah. What situation behind Bo Nix? They don't need to care about that situation. By the way, the the, the situation behind Bo Nix went to Tulane. We uh, forgot about that. Well, one that's too. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's so. I'd forgotten about Oregon do, is do, just do, fine at quarterback. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know how long it's been since no, those moves were announced? I I've forgotten. It's it's we got a long off season ahead, guys, because. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Are, studying now. Yeah, he said it Wednesday. Cam, get off my ass. But anyways, <laughs> Oregon's quarter, Oregon's offense is just fine, by the yeah. way. Uh, their defense yeah. is going to be fine, too. They're probably the biggest threat going into the Big Ten next year. I think Washington's got some answers to have. Washington's we'll talk about losing it. We'll talk a about lot. It. We'll talk about what they're adding, though, and what they may be adding in the portal. Yeah. 
because mm-hmm. you know the portal's now open for Arizona. Yeah, we'll talk about those yeah. um, as we as we proceed through. But for right now, that's all we've got on the portal. So let's go ahead and move this over to college football's coaching carousel and what I can only compare to. Nah, I shouldn't do that. I definitely shouldn't do that. Um, oh no! Yeah, it was gonna go really wrong. I, I actually, I, I want to hear that. this now. I'm very intrigued as to what you were about to say. Go. Is, when when have <laughs> we, we ever come back after the show? And when no, have we when have we ever censored? No, because I feel like that. I feel like that. There's a line there that I would likely be crossing. I'm not gonna do that. Um, you, you know, you could utilize the private chat. That's what it's there for. If well, you I could, say but I, I'm not going to because it'll throw this show in a complete world. That'll also be five minutes um, of us laughing. Yeah. Ah, we'll be all right. So what I should say is it, it has flipped the college football world upside down. Because we had a 24-hour stretch and, and, and football in general uh, between the NFL and college football where we lost three of the best coaches to ever yeah. do it on at any level. In, in a 24-hour span. They Bill were Belichick was let go by the Patriots. Pete Carroll was let go, kind of forced to let be let go, but into a, a different role now with the Seahawks. And then Nick Saban just flat out is retired and has made his way out of the world of college football. And it turned into a bidding war uh, from Alabama and the schools that they were – Looking at their coaches, you know, Steve Sarkeesian in Texas, um, Mike Norvell at Florida State, Kalen DeBoer, Dan Lanning, you know, all those guys that were rumored. And I got to give credit to the agent who kind of did all of this because not only did he find Alabama's new head coach, he got four different coaches extensions with huge buyouts and huge payouts. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Do you realize how much of a genius you have to be <laughs> to work that out all at once within the span of three days at most? All right. I mean, what did this happen on? Did this happen on what, Wednesday? Yeah. yeah, it was Wednesday. Because we did the show Tuesday after the national mm-hmm. championship. And then- Wednesday, we, we had Nick Saban retire. And just yesterday, we, we found the answers. Um, which have led to the answer. Well, I mean, even just today, I think we've we've been getting these answers. And it leads to Kalen DeBoer going to Alabama. We've kind of talked about it. I think that this is fine short-term. I think it struggles long-term, if I'm being completely honest. I do not think that... Kalen DeBoer's Southeast experience is none. Yeah. Okay. He has a lot of time at Sioux Falls, which is in South Dakota, if you didn't know that already. Um, He has a lot of time out on the West Coast between Fresno State, Washington. And he's got a very little bit of time spent at Indiana. I don't know if you know this geographically. That's the closest to Southeast he's ever been. (laughs) Yeah. So when you go to Alabama and you are now forced to recruit the states that surround you, okay? And let me just name these states off, all right? Alabama, for one. Louisiana. Sorry, I almost said LSU, but Louisiana. Florida. Georgia. Tennessee. Oh, and Texas. Let's not not forget Texas. That's six states. 
with SEC rivals in them, and those are six really solid states for high school recruiting. Yeah. All six of those states, you're likely losing now in some way because I'm going to tell you that's not Nick Saban that's coaching. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I can say to also counter what I just told you. Nick Saban's college experience? There wasn't any Southeast experience minus his NFL career with the Dolphins that was short-lived. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and his time at LSU. But there was no time prior to his time at LSU where he was in the Southeast. A lot of it was spent at Ohio State and Toledo, at Michigan State, the Dolphins. <laughs> you know, that was, I guess, between LSU and Bama. But you kind of see where I'm going with that. Like, he didn't have a lot of time in the Southeast prior to landing at uh, in Baton Rouge at LSU. Yeah, he won seven national championships, uh, one of which with LSU and six of which with Alabama. Not yep. to mention his ten national championship appearances. I think he had uh, over that time. Let's not act like Alabama's completely done or screwed because I don't think that's fully true. But what I do believe is that some stylistic changes are going to have to be made by Kalen DeBoer. The reason I say that is because while Washington is still Washington. You know, they're you're going to get what you get. Things are going to be what they will be. Like, remember what I said, that two five-star recruits total in the national championship games? Yeah. In the national championship game, and the, they were both on the side of Michigan. Kalen DeBoer will, did a lot more with less than what Alabama's got. I think he's going to come in and be fine. I think that offensive line help, he's going to have a bigger offensive line, bigger defensive yeah. line, will yes. help it, help that his teams win the line of scrimmage. But how does he continue that success? How does he continue what Nick Saban has built and push it forward even more than where they already are? I'm not saying he goes out and wins seven national championships and tops Nick Saban at Alabama. Because that's that's highly unlikely. That's borderline impossible, okay? Yeah. We may not see a guy like that ever again. And it's no. because the sport's a lot more competitive. But even in, in that, you, the money is so... It, it, the money is spread so far and wide in college football that you're not going to be able to do what Nick Saban did. You're not going to be able to recruit just off of your coaching resume. Yeah. You're going to have to which, recruit with your wallet too. Which, you know, to be fair to, to DeBoer is pretty damn impressive when you look at his resume. I mean, what, the record is 104 and 12? We were talking about how good yeah. there were some records. It is 104 and 12, and, that's a, and that is a great record. Mm-hmm. No more than three losses in any season ever. But if he has right. three losses in a season at Alabama, is that is the standard set so high that that's problematic? I mean, that's well, that's hang on though. Hang on though. I have two things for that. Okay. Okay. Yes, he only has twelve losses. Okay. Yeah. He's been coaching at Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. South Dakota. Yeah, he's been a head coach at Fresno State. Prior to going Washington. to prior yeah. to Washington, okay, and the yep. answers to those are what is the um, what's the competition level? Okay, at Sioux Falls, it's not very high. I, I went and looked through it; it's not very high at all. At Fresno State, there, there's more to it, but um, the bigger help to him was a, a kid by the name of Jake Hayner. Uh, you know, PEDs or not, <laughs> on that side of things, that's not for. Yeah, not to make a big deal out of that one. Um, <laughs> but 
he went to Washington and had has had a phenomenal time. Okay, he he took over in twenty twenty two following the firing of Jimmy Lake, and was an immediate turnaround. Okay, help from the transfer portal, of course, but really, really did a lot of great things. And it started with the wide receivers that they had. It started with going and getting Michael Penix in the transfer portal. All of those things helped Kalen DeBoer build Washington to what he was able to do. And it was extremely impressive what he did. He, he was 13-0 this year, 14-0 even, prior to the loss to Michigan in the national championship game. Can he do that in the SEC? Will it be problematic if they lose three games? To the fans, yes. Okay? But understand something. Nine and three in the SEC going forward with this 12 team playoff. I don't care what the playoff looks like or what the numbers look like. Nine and three in this in this new playoff era with 12 teams gets you in the playoffs in the SEC. Okay. Eight and four, depending on who your four losses are, should get you in the playoffs in the SEC. It, you know, few and far between, but it has real possibility to make you an, a playoff eligible team based off of what happens around you. Okay. Eight and four is a little, you know, murky water, really, really bases off of the rest of the country. But nine and three is a playoff team in the SEC, okay? Yeah. Nine and three in the Big Ten is a team that's at least fringe playoff, but they arguably you're going to see a playoff team in, at nine and three in both of these conferences going forward. Yeah. The, the world of college football is evolving. And while the fans are going to be pissed because they're going nine and three and they're not doing their 12 and 0 runs, they're not, they're not making, you know, national championship on a year to year basis like they were in, in during the beginning of the CFP. They are still going to be nationally relevant in the same way they always have been because the brand carries weight. I don't see nine and three as a problem. I don't. Um, if you look at the competitive balance of this new SEC, it, it's it's going to turn a lot of things around. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I mean, no, I, I mean, appreciate I, the. Involvement. I I thought you were still monologuing. Yeah. That's no, no. I, I was carrying it on because I saw one on their phone and the other one wasn't talking. So I was I was seeing what, no, where I, we were at here. I was getting a I, call. I was trying to see who it was from. Fair enough. I mean, I don't know how to disagree just because, I mean, ultimately. Let's not agree or disagree. I mean, this is this is where it is. This is where the yeah. cultural landscape yeah. is. It, it's well, not, I mean, yeah, there's no disagreements for me because mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, what what the level of expectation is has to be l- – has to be lowered for Alabama because with the 12 team playoff, we're in a brand, we're about to be in a brand new era where it's not going to require you to get we're changing I mean, the, the landscape of the game. Yeah. yeah. The, the 10 and two seasons that they had in 2021 and, and uh, in, in 2019, they would absolutely 100%. been in. They would absolutely be yeah. in, in those two seasons that they weren't in. Um, and, and so you're looking at, if you can just maintain that same level that you know, not not even going eleven and one, twelve and zero, or or you know, winning the SEC every year. But if you can be, if you can be in a position where you're winning eight, nine, nine, ten games, like you said, every single year, 
there, you're not going to be left out. There is no way that they're going to well, leave out Alabama um, with as gr great of a track record as they've had the, the proven, you know, the name and, and the brand itself. All you have to do if you're DeBoer, you know, you're going to go 10 and two and be a playoff team and have a chance to win the national championship every year. It's not just about the Bama track record. It's, it's just simply common knowledge of, of how strength of schedule mm -hmm. is going to be looked at going forward is, yeah. is going to open the door for the conversation. It doesn't mean you get in every year. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, as long as they're not the expectations to make it past the first round of the playoffs, realistically, the expectation for them, I think is to get to at least the semifinals. I would okay. think so. Yeah. I think that's their year to year expectation. But if they're missing it, you know, here and there, I don't think they're going to fire anybody for, for missing, no. you know, one or two years, you know, out of out of three. And they shouldn't. I think that's a, that's a, a dumb way to go about it, unless there's somebody better on the market. It just it, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch, because obviously we've talked about it before that Alabama fans, I don't want to call them spoiled and in, in, in a personal sense, but in the sense of the in... life that they've lived as Alabama fans being my age and, and below, they've, they've never seen Alabama not winning, or at least not that they can remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they may have yeah. seen the very end of the Shula days. That's why. Yeah. I was, I don't know why that was taken mm -hmm. so long to get to, but they may have caught the very end of the Shula days, but they didn't witness it, okay? They don't remember it the way that they do remember the Nick Saban era from probably start to finish. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think, I don't think sport. That I think they're going to have to be able to humble themselves to the reality of the fact that 10 and 2, 11 and 1 yearly is unrealistic in the way that college football is now aligned. Yeah. And, yeah. and both the Big 12 – or sorry, the Big 10 and the SEC. The Big 12, it may still be possible because the Big 12 is looking like it's kind of the – it's kind of where everybody's going for that next man up as a head coach. Yeah. And then it feels like the ACC is that next one, you know, if somebody wants mm -hmm. a new head coach. Yeah, you're going – you've got the, the level of – You're kind of dropping. You're, you're yeah. dropping tiers. How it's structured right now, SEC, then big, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, to have the national champion in that second tier. But it's more 1A, 1B in my opinion. Yeah. And then it's Big 12 and then it's ACC. And the pack is 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 dead. Then you got to go G5. But – Yeah. Um, so to carry off of Alabama real quick. I, I was going to say real quick, the, I don't think spoiled is the right word. I think that the – the, I don't know how to better describe the expectations, you know, like uh, the, the expectation, the, the level that they were set at is, is going to be, you know, what they've seen is so unreasonably high that they can't expect anybody else to come in and, and still be doing that. But that's kind of why I say what I said. It's like, the, it's like the kids, you know, the, uh, like the only child, you know, that grows up kind of gets everything they want and yeah. you know, never really has <laughs> to hear no or never has to share with anybody. Or like the then, then they get, then they get Sephora these days. And then they get to the top, you know, to that adult life, and they realize that not everything's going to go that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I feel like Alabama fans are. They're about to start realizing that, okay, not everything's going to go the way I need it to go. I need to kind of humble myself and my expectation. Yeah. That's what I think is it, it's comparable to, okay? And I don't know if that's a great analogy or not. I don't think it's the best thing I've ever come up with, but 
it certainly gets the point across of what I'm trying to say and, and how I'm trying to portray it because yeah, it does feel like that only child mentality of, of you know what, I don't care who it is, we should still be going 12 and out every year. Yeah, and it's not yeah. realistic for either the the new coaching staff or the landscape of college football. It's just it's an unrealistic expectation. Twelve and zero, I think, is going by the wayside unless you're in the ACC or the Big Twelve. Yeah, and then that I'll might think. not even be good enough to get you in the playoffs as yeah. we saw this year. Now it should be in the twelve team. But That's going to be few and far between. Twelve and zero in the twelve team. team among the power four that remain, it should be will, will be a playoff spot. Yeah, it, that will be. be a playoff. Spot. No, yeah. it, it, there, there's no should be. It will be because that's the way they're trying to lay it out, anyways. Is the top yeah. four conference champions barring a plane crash or something like that? Yes, okay. that is the, um, like the ex, the point is the extremes are gonna be that in that scenario. Twelve and zero will get you in. Yeah, it, it should theoretically. The other thing is Jed Fish leaving Arizona to go to Washington, and I think that's going to bring a handful of transfers with him. Uh, most specifically, Noah Fafita, I would mm-hmm. expect to come with Thank him. And God I think that's going to be a... away from Tucson. <laughs> Tell us how you really it's, feel. It's Dan. almost a heartbreaking thing for for Arizona, though. Oh, if you absolutely, really look at it, it because everything starts building. They start getting positive momentum in the football program, and all of a sudden, here we go. We're looking for another coach. Good. Cry those <laughs> tears. I at least turn no, on your camera if you're gonna trash talk, Cam. Don't, 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 don't. I was gonna Save say, yourself. and then just like freeze again and disappear in five seconds. I, I just wonder where this carries that program going forward at Arizona. I feel like I know what we're gonna get out of Washington. The problem is the possibilities for success for Jedfish at Washington are extraordinarily less than what they were at Arizona. And I think that's the biggest issue I have with this move is because for somebody who does like what Jedfish brings as a head coach, I think he's going to a place that is not going to allow, well, it's not going to, it's not going to preconceive itself to be, successful the way that Arizona can be. And the reason that yeah. Arizona can be the talent is they've because, got in state. Well they have t- talent in state for sure. But they're also in a weaker conference. Mm-hmm. And the ability to go 10 and 2, 11 and 0, 10 and 2, 11 and 1, 12 and 0 is much more realistic than yeah. even going eight and four in the new Big Ten. Because yeah. it's that difficult. Every yeah. program in the Big Ten for the most part is on the rise. Yeah, it's turning the turning the corner. Okay, and the only ones that aren't, arguably, are the ones that are coming into the conference right now. Uh, and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, a smartass, but I'm being serious. Like the, the only ones that don't seem You're to be going wrong, anywhere positive in any positive motion are the ones that are not that weren't a part of the conference a year ago. Yeah, USC, USC seems UCLA. to be falling off. UCLA, it, I mean, they can't even figure out if they want to keep their coach. Washington. Washington can't right. <laughs> watch it. Didn't. Exactly. And then, but then yeah. there's Oregon and Oregon is the, the most exception. positive facing yeah. on all of those. Mm-hmm. I will say as well. I do think that Fish's style of play, like his teams in Tucson from what we saw, like they will fit the big 10. Well, just because his teams 
did tend to be some of the more physical teams down the road. The yes, yeah, but, but he's got to build. You it have up. to. You yeah. have to recruit. That's going to be way, a year like, or two away. It's yeah. It's still going to be three years. It's, it's going to take was... a level of recruiting that I don't think he's done yet. Okay, yeah. and that includes getting good line of scrimmage talent. Yeah. Washington's biggest problem. I. I don't care that they won the Joe Moore Award. I don't know how they did, but but that offensive line was not as good as anybody, really. I, I don't think they were better than Oregon in their own conference. I don't think they were better than Arizona's offensive line in their own conference. They didn't outdo anybody, really, in the Big Ten, from my, my perspective, at least. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe a, a few here and there are probably the worst, lesser teams in the conference. But the top half of the Big Ten, I feel like, was all better on the line of scrimmage offensively. The SEC would have been ex- way better. The only place – the things that helped them the most were a mobile quarterback who was able to avoid sacks and able to get the ball out quick. The the style of offense helped. Mm-hmm. The way that Jed Fish runs this offense, it's, it's going to take some time and it's going to be tough for them to really figure out mm-hmm. what Washington they want it to be. need to be patient. Yes. Well, I mean, they're they're showing some patience. It looks like per Bruce Feldman, seven years, seven point seven five million a year for fish at Washington. I can't wait to see what the buyout is. Pretty steep, I would imagine. Hopefully. But it'll be interesting, and it'll be interesting to see who Arizona picks up. But it solidifies my next bold prediction and my next way too early prediction. West Virginia will be one of the two teams in the Big Twelve Championship in twenty twenty four. I don't even think that's that bold, honestly. I mean, the the biggest way too comp- early is what I said. I I, I changed what I was saying. Way yeah. too early prediction, but yeah. it goes in that it goes in that sheet. So somebody yeah. type that down. Cam, I'll let you. I think the biggest competition. I mean, obviously, there this is a long way off, but I think the biggest competition now, based on how much Arizona loses that you're looking at, if you're West Virginia, has got to be the Kansas schools. Kansas schools and UCF. Yeah. Yeah. Are we doing a disservice to Oklahoma State? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be as good next year. Why? Isn't Ollie Gordon back? That I can't remember. I didn't think so, but I may be wrong. And even then, I just I think that this was a year that they overperformed expectations. I don't know if that's feasible again to, to replicate what they were able to do. Okay, so I'm being told he is coming back for sure, and Alan Bowman is. But again, that's the thing. I, I really think that – relying on Alan Bowman is not going to be the guy. I think that he had way too many inconsistencies this year, and they really relied on Ollie Gordon to to win them games straight up. And I, I don't know if I think that Ollie Gordon replicates the success he did. If he does, then absolutely they could potentially get back to where they were. I just don't see it happening. I think they come back a little bit down to earth. They'll still be a good team, but – I think they're looking at probably seven, eight wins is, is what I think they'll have this year. At least uh, my my early predictions. I, I refuse to believe that they're just going to f- completely drop off because I think what they did last year is easily uh, capable of being replicated in 2024. Well, I, and I think you look like, at how many close games The numbers games may they come have. a little bit back down to earth, but mm-hmm. winning I close think- games comes down to coaching. It's not I, the same as losing close games. When you're losing close games, I think it comes down. It also to, comes down to coaching. I, like, I think like, it comes down to a little bit of luck that they had on their side this year. I don't think that I, I mean, think look they at, were look kind at, of this year's TCU. Exactly what like, I was just about to say. They had one. A, there's they had always a lot one team of in the Big Twelve that, that kind of does that. 
that they had a lot right. of things that broke their way. And I think that that if that comes back to a little bit of regression in terms of what they're able to ball, the balances that they'll get this year. I, don't I think, think it'll the, be a huge regression. I don't think I they're think going they're five and seven or four and eight or anything like that. I just don't think they're going to be back in the big 12 conference championship game again. I'm not trying to predict them to get back in there. I think they're still in the conversation to get back. Well, I mean, until yeah. we see otherwise they they're in the conversation. I just don't mm-hmm. buy it as much. That's just my feeling at least. So let's see here. They had three, four, five games that they won by eight points or less. Okay. But in the good majority of those games, they were quite clearly the better team. The only games that I would disagree with them being the better team are Kansas State, Kansas, and Oklahoma. But Kansas, I would say, is they're eerily similar. And Kansas State got way behind early, like way too early. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were playing in Stillwater. I, if they have to go over to Manhattan this year, which I don't know their schedule, I don't know if they have to play or not. It, it may be that they don't draw each other until the potential Big 12 championship game. Like the they didn't draw Texas. The only thing confirmed on ESPN is Arkansas. Okay. I'll double-check FB schedules real quick because I don't no, – It's not necessary because we're not – we're yeah. not doing it as a prediction. I'm just no. saying to think that Oklahoma State is just a foregone conclusion to not get there is a little outrageous, okay? Because the teams that they were beating were the teams that they're playing again this year, okay? Their only loss to anybody who's returning was a close loss to Iowa State, but that was just before they got everything figured out. They were 2-2, two and two, and then it just seemed to all click on Friday night in Stillwater against Kansas State, Yeah, and they never turned around and looked back. And By the way, they they, the they do get Gordon. them. They do get them according to what I'm seeing on FB schedules. So. I, they should. I, I don't. I don't see why they wouldn't. Oklahoma State's still in the conversation. Iowa State's still in the conversation. It, there are a lot of teams and a lot of things that could go differently because everybody is really close together in the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's still a bold prediction right now with everybody who should theoretically on paper be in contention in the Big Twelve. It's still bold to pick one team to just be a foregone conclusion to be there yeah Mm -hmm. but nonetheless i'm making it a way too early prediction yeah and that's fair and i think that i think that west virginia will at least participate in the big 12 championship game uh this year that's fair moving on from that though because we no longer need to talk about Kalen DeBoer or jetfish let's go ahead and bring in our guy from ETSU. I'm going to change up our outlook here. Clay Ramsey from East Tennessee State Hello, University. We, howdy. Uh, Clay. Howdy, we howdy, open howdy. up our for, interviews for the first time ever. Friend of the show. With a friend of the, the show, show, a guy who has taken place, uh, taken part in our shows, our quizzes back mm-hmm. in the day. Yep. And, Where'd um, those go, by the way? <laughs> uh, nobody you has know, time for them anymore. I think yeah, they're still like up on the channel. Yeah. yeah, they should be, but they just haven't had. Well, a I think he's just talking about like why oh, we haven't yeah. done them, and it's simply because we just don't have time. Um, nah. But you know, we we look at you now. You just got done with your first season with the Kingsport Axemen. Um, yep. A part of the Appy League, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the what is it? Just the summer ball, wood yep. bat league. Summer I don't wood know bat. They, yeah. Okay. Collegiate league. Um, for the top freshmen and sophomores in the country. And then on top of that, you also work for ETSU as a as a student, a part of their student led sports radio. It's not, well, I wouldn't call it student led. Oh, we okay. uh, it's the Buccaneer Sports Network, and we kind of help out the two guys that kind of take the reins for broadcasting at ETSU. Okay. Uh, the voice of the Bucks, Jay Sandoz, and then the voice of the Lady Bucks, Keith Brake. All right. And That's so awesome. I guess, you know, we've had you on the show before, but we, and you know, in other shows we've done in the past, Fireside Baseball, um, Final Corner when we were Final doing corner, our racing yeah. podcast. Oh, man, that's, that's throwback. I mean, a throwback. like a couple of throwbacks, <laughs> you know, going back to just shortly after COVID. But in the time since then, you know, we, we've seen you start to do a lot of different things and, yep. and, and work hard on a lot of different things. So, you know, take us back to where this all really began for you. I mean, obviously, I, I know you probably better than anybody else in this uh show right now yeah mm-hmm. so i know a lot of these things but but take take us back to where where this first off your your sports i get your love for sports came from okay and and kind of where it led to you being right now okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start way back so i was i was the kid growing up i grew up loving baseball baseball was the sport for me it was really the only sport i played tried basketball for a couple of years didn't like it um mainly just because of a lot of politics, <laughs> I'd say, with uh, with the coaches and their kids and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, that too. That's totally fair. Your vertical <laughs> attributes. Yes. <laughs> this, from the, the bit yeah. that I've known you, yeah, that, that I yeah. can see that posing yeah, a bit. A little too. bit of a problem, you know. Yeah. I don't I don't see an NBA future uh, as the white Nate Robinson, but I mean, if you could, I'd be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I played all the way up through middle school, played Little League ball, and just kind of finished off there. I never really wanted to play school ball. Um, I could have if I wanted to, uh, but I didn't. And kind of just transitioned into really liking radio. So, you know, like everybody has their thing that they do in high school, whether that's play sports, in band different clubs, whatever. Mine was radio club because the high school I went to has its own radio station, which is really cool. So I got to host uh, a weekly shift, which started with, I believe it was me and my best friend at the time. And then we expanded uh, and added another friend of ours uh, for three of us, uh, which is, which is interesting because more, more on that later. Um, it's kind of the opposite of how we did it. We started with like seven people in a call. Yeah. <laughs> and then we finally now. dropped down and now, yeah. now we're at a, a measly three. Uh, but works but yeah, I got the opportunity uh, via my high school's radio station to call some football, some basketball, some baseball on play by play, which kind of just got that journey going uh, and everything. Had a great time. I did. I did baseball all four years. I did basketball, uh, I believe, all four years and football for three years uh, because the guy who did football before me hadn't graduated yet uh, when I was a freshman. So he was a senior when I was a freshman. So he got to do it, that type of thing and everything. And then I kind of, kind of just didn't really see it at the time as a realistic career that I could go into. And I I went to Milligan university, uh, which is in Elizabethton, Tennessee. 
uh, about 45 minutes away from here, uh, where I am currently, uh, and was working on a teaching degree, spent two and a half years there, didn't really like it, kind of kind of got old after a time. Uh, and then I took a new opportunity at ETSU, uh, which uh, I didn't, I, I visited ETSU uh, when I was in high school, but it was at the bottom of my list. I had zero interest in going to ETSU. Uh, yeah, and that's right. <laughs> I, I gotta remember that those conversations I, I when they were happening. That. Like, yeah. like yeah. I I remember because you know, like I said, we we sit and, and I mean we've had conversations that have gone on till like two o'clock in the morning at times. And I remember when you were kind of talking about that move that you were making between from Milligan to ETSU, and you're like, like I don't know if I'm gonna like it, but I feel like it's what I need to do. And you know, I. Obviously, not to foreshadow too much, but knowing where that's gotten you, I would say it, it ultimately was the right decision and, and yeah. worked out. Whether or not it's exactly the school you wanted it to be and, and, and what you wanted to be a part of at the time, yeah. I think if you look back on it now, at least from my perspective, if, if I were where you're at looking back on it, I'd be like, damn, that was definitely what I was supposed to do at the time. Yeah. You know, and so I spent, I, I transferred mid-year, so I didn't even, I didn't even start in the fall. I started at ETSU in the spring of 2022. Uh, I had a lot of loss in my family uh, in early 2022 uh, and just a lot going on. So the first year really at ETSU, which was uh, spring of 22 uh, and fall of 22, uh, I didn't really do a whole lot on campus. I was kind of just kind of trying to feel my way around campus and everything and you know, I moved into my apartment uh, and started eventually rooming with uh, one of my friends from high school uh, who just graduated last year with the same degree that I have. Uh, and uh, his name's Steven. Um, and I kind of just followed him around campus a lot. I didn't really get out. I didn't really meet a lot of people. But uh, I got I talked to I finally got my like upperclassman advisor because they have different advisors for. Uh, yeah. lowerclassmen and upperclassmen. Uh, and so I finally got my upperclassmen advisor and she started pointing me to all these different things on campus that my uh, previous advisor had not. And so that really was kind of a, a game changer. And it got me on with the Buccaneer Sports Network, which was huge, which led to me getting the Axman job and led to me getting uh, another job that I currently have. It, it's kind of a weird situation. We can get into it here in a minute. Um, yeah. But kind of led to a lot of different things, started to meet some people within my major uh, because when I got to ETSU, I still had a, a, a few general education classes to take care of yeah. uh, and didn't really get to meet a whole lot of people in my major. But, you know, I've got one more semester left and I, I think about all the people that I've met now and all the people uh, that I'm friends with and see and hang out with on a daily basis. And I don't regret it. Being in this industry, you'll realize pretty soon, if you haven't already, that networking is the biggest thing. I mean, I, I was just watching. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it. Any of you guys have. Uh, I just watched Back to School with Gus Johnson, uh, yep. one of those like FS1 documentaries no, they've done. Um, and and he, he's he been, you know, he, he there was a shot like he was at the big house. He was talking to a couple of uh, student broadcasters for Michigan. And, and he said, like, you know, if you ever, here's my number, basically. He didn't give it out on the documentary or anything, yeah. but he said, if if, yeah. uh, if you ever need anything, just let me know. So that's the biggest Net thing. Networking is a big thing. And I, I've, I've learned it 
in a different way. A lot of people don't know this. This is kind of the first time I'm talking about it, but I'm trying to make a venture into coaching football, I'm trying to become mm -hmm. a high school football coach in some capacity, whether it's as an assistant or as a head coach. And the thing I've noticed is you, you definitely have to have an in in some way. I, I've noticed yes. a lot of a lot of schools almost require either already being an employee there um, for financial reasons or you have to kind of know a coach or somebody who can who can help you out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I. Emily, who's, you know, you've kind of barely seen back there, like she did a lot of radio stuff in college and it, it was the same way. I mean, to get a job in the in the industry is one that Extremely you really need connections. You need to take everybody's number down. You cannot burn any bridge for any reason. You ha you have to be always looking for that next opportunity, and uh, you know I know that firsthand. Uh, you know, it, yeah. I'm not gonna go into the specifics because it's not the well. Time in in a sense, in, in a sense, you did, but at the same time, you didn't. You, you did by standing up for something that you believed in, and not to Correct. go too mm -hmm. far and do any yeah. which opened personal, up but other doors. Yeah, yeah. but if I, you know it was during COVID, then you know why. <laughs> but um, but, but it also, seeing it was yeah, that I'm in the but, same I mean, was a situation. Um, but, but yeah, that's the thing is like, at the end of the day, had I not been where I was in that time to meet the people that I met and have mm -hmm. such a good still, you know, thought in their mind, Carrie, it wouldn't have opened the door. Yeah, it wouldn't it's, have opened the door for where deal. I am now. It's a big deal in life. And it's something that I've learned is that, you know, a lot of people know me. A lot of people think that I'm an asshole. Okay. Because I'm sarcastic. I joke around a lot. I, I, I say dumb shit all the Wait time. Wait a minute, okay? you're like, not? Believe it or not, no. <laughs> but it's because my goal is to, you know, I always want to make somebody's day better than it was when they, you know, when we first, mm -hmm. before they knew that I existed or before we had this, any conversation. Yeah. My goal is to make somebody's day better or leave them with something that can help them, if that is where the conversation leads. In, in every single conversation that I have, because you almost anymore, you almost want to be remembered for what you have to offer. And I, I've noticed like a lot of times my military experience gets me a lot of places, you know, whether that's with jobs or just, just meeting people in general, you know, I, I, I work for FedEx currently. And, and when I, when I make deliveries, there's a lot of guys who were in the same same branch as me at the time, um, at a similar time or, or even before. And every single time, the majority of them were higher ranking than me. And they always say, if you ever need anything, here's my number, reach out. Every single <laughs> time. That's the kind of thing you need in, in the industry that, that you guys are in, and radio and, and broadcasting. And it's, it's something, like I said, that I'm learning I need. And, and my pursuance of, of becoming a high school football coach, like those are things that yeah. are basic necessities that you don't realize until you kind of gain that maturity to realize that, that you want to learn something from everybody that's around you and, and take something away. And um, something I didn't really learn until like a couple of years ago, but having that, having that knowledge and, and seeing you guys, obviously BJ, you're, you and Cam are the older two of the of the four of us that are in here. Yeah. But 
yes. being able to gain that knowledge and being able to see that that's the right way to go about it is a it's a confidence builder for me and i, and I would be certain that it, it would be for you too Clay. like i said the two of us are it's funny because we have two opposite ends of of age groups i mean cam bj you guys are closer to 30 not to throw that out there but and, and then clay and yeah. i we, we're we're hardly in our 20s i mean 22 and 23 yeah, yeah. um between the two of us so like it's yeah we're all it's a a different friends yeah but we're we're at a different level and and being able to work back and forth with each other and have those conversations tends to be a very helpful way to go not to throw that conversation too far off but and 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 everything that Mm -hmm. you i mean you know we're i can't say that that cam and i are are on the right path i feel like like in no world am i going to be the guy that you throw on your reference to get you a job okay (laughs) because i don't have any similar experience and i'm way younger than you guys yeah but But at the the same time i mean we do sit i mean bj we've sat here how many times and just throwing ideas off of each other yeah and and, it's and I mean, so I use you for a reference because you are considerably older than me, and it's easier for me to say you're closer to a colleague in the way that we do this yes. show than yeah. it is anywhere else. Yeah, um, and, and the thing about it is, is that you know, going back to just kind of the the conversation in general, I feel like I'm on the right path, but none of us truly knows. I, I think we're. No, you, you can know, only find that at the end of it. When correct. You look back yeah. And, yeah. And that's the thing is like I mean I why they say have... hindsight's twenty twenty like you, yeah. you you never truly know and, and like yeah. that level of comfortability until you've actually made it to what your end goal is yeah that level of comfortability should never get there because if it gets there then it's just then it becomes I was going to just being too content with with your life and, and when once you do that that's where you stop the progression so that's kind yeah. of and, and kind seeing of, the kind of why it's just yeah you got to continue to try to push forward and build that absolutely and, and and personally at least you know it wasn't something that i could see the path until i get to that point because it's like you, can, yeah, you don't see it until the, it happens yeah like, at, at the time you don't yeah. know what's going to happen but looking back you can say you know this is why it had to happen and and this is what yeah. I, this was what I needed. This was the kick in the pants or whatever to, to get me to where I am now. Absolutely. So anyways, I think, going I think, back, you know, I think if I were to bounce off of kind of just some of the things I've learned, we talked about like networking being so important and yeah. I don't know how, I don't know who would be listening into this, but if you're looking at a, at going into a career in sports media, you have to network. That's the number one thing. Yeah. But if I were to throw a couple other things, you have out to network, there, you have to advertise yourself. You have to, yeah. I mean, you have to build a personal brand. Uh, I mean, I would I would argue that sport that you need to be good at writing because so many jobs require you to write. There's Uh, so many there's so many entry level stuff requires a a level of journalism. I mean, I know. Yeah, I've had some some mutual acquaintances and i wouldn't say friends but guys that i've i've known that have gone into the sports media world for example at barstool and then they were like i i had to write so many articles before they would even allow me to do anything else like i had to write i had to write five articles just to get in as an intern and do you know how many how many like regular news articles that i see on a day-to-day basis where it's like simple little typos or little mistakes that just yeah it's like 
it's the worst thing in the world because it's like, is there nobody capable or nobody willing to do the simple work it is just to make a simple change? Or a simple I get pissed. I get pissed trying to write my like I write out text like I'm writing anything in general because I don't yeah. I don't want to get comfortable not doing that just because I don't mm -hmm. write. Yeah, you know, constantly doesn't mean I like I don't. I don't want somebody to text me, you know, and not yeah. know their number or not know who exactly it is. And then me respond with who does. Well, not even that, but just be, be sending the word you or the letter you or R yeah. as R. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that looks like you're a dumbass, honestly. I mean, I'm just being. Yeah, I, I, not, yeah. We, we went through that no, era. It was it, it was back in the late. 2000s we went through that era but even then, it was it wasn't cool in terms of work. Really no, it yeah. just it just it just made it you know easier to like i did it when the, i was in sixth grade because yeah. i was lazy like yeah. and then yeah. i realized well, that this is stupid let me just type like an old if you're like bj like and i else. then it's because you had the t9 <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that and, and it used to cost <laughs> a lot of money to send a certain mm -hmm. amount of characters so you had to be shorter and, and yeah. sweeter yeah the only reason i ever did it was so i had the uh, yeah, probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I had the one that just, it it just opened up and had like the three letters on one button. Yeah. So I had to you had to like press yeah. it however that's many a times. T9. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a T nine. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that's what that was called. I Sorry knew that. that. You're to. good. But yeah, that's when I would shorten it up was because I was I was tired of pressing the button so many times. So I was going to get carpal tunnel. Uh, <laughs> but and those were the days, huh? Yeah. Anyways, to get back to you, Clay. I mean, obviously. Like we just talked, we were just talking about that. You kind of got through to where, where you're at ETSU now, and I guess, I guess I was kind of let you carry on from from where you were before we uh, got a little bit off on a tangent about networking. But it is important. It, it's a very it's important part of, part of life. So I don't know. I guess I just add one more thing to that. Even is like you have to be okay, it, especially like in radio and television, which I've been able to work in both now radio much much more than television but this past semester i got some tv stuff in there and i'll get some more tv stuff this coming semester but um you have to be okay with fucking up you're just going to i mean if i if i sat here and told y'all every single time that i fucked up with tv with radio uh, I, I, we'd be here all night i mean it, but it's, it's not okay even just because you're it's not even just being it. okay with messing up yeah. or I mean, can I, 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 you, can just, I, can I rework from your for you? Mistakes. Because I think I yeah. think there's a better way to explain it. It's not that you're okay with messing up. You have to come to an understanding that you're going to. Yep. Yes. And you have to be willing to take the constructive criticism mm -hmm. that's going to come from it. Oh, and, and you'll and get it. Because if you're not, <laughs> you'll get if you're not it. willing to take that criticism and take that and push it forward, it it does fall on deaf ears. Like, and. It's, and if you're the one giving the criticism, you have to understand how you, it's coming off from you. Because I've gotten, you know, we've gotten that. We have we have group chats, and I, I've gotten that constructive criticism. But in the direction that it comes off, it it's almost as if it's a personal attack. And it's because, not ever intended. Because people don't know how to articulate the criticism they're giving. And at that point, you almost say, "Yeah, fuck you!" Like I'm not I'm not going to listen to what you you say because yeah. you're yeah. making it an attack rather than it's just, just a shot. Uh, yeah. Rather than just telling me what it was, I mean, for example, uh, like this is exactly the way I thought, and I'm going to explain it. And this person knows who they are. I'm not going to blast them personally because I know what they were going for. It just came off the wrong way. When I'm when I brought up Ohio State as an example, uh, when I was discussing 
my personal take on why vacated wins and and loss of scholarship is an irrelevant punishment in college football today. Somebody came at me saying, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself because you 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 put it out there as if Ohio State was being investigated. At first, I was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not listening to a word you say because uh, the, w- the way you brought it across to me was was not professional whatsoever. And I, I'm not going to not going to sit here and take that. Moving beyond that, I look back and I'm like, OK, did I put this across in a way that could have been misinterpreted? The answer was yes. The answer plain and simple was yes. While I don't feel like that was it, and while I don't feel like it was, and I've asked other people, the other two that were here, if it was something that I misinterpreted and they don't feel that way, I still felt the need to go back and correct it and and learn from it. Even if I don't agree with the way that the criticism was brought to me. But it comes from both sides. If you're going to be the one giving that criticism, you need to have a way... And it's, it's like with any problem. It's like with with a, a trying to solve any problem. You have to. You can't just point out a problem and then not suggest the solution. You have to do both, and you have to show somebody because it, it, it loses trust by by doing it to begin with, um, by dropping that that criticism without any one way of, of correcting it or correcting the way it was brought about. But it also just makes you look like an ass. If you're not willing to take the criticism, if it is brought to you the right way, you're still an ass. So you've, you've got to find the balance. And you've got to be willing to do yeah. it. Because if you're, if you're not, it, it does screw you over professionally on, on multiple, yeah. in multiple ways. I can, I can tell you just a couple of weeks ago, uh, first show of the, the brand new year, trying to you know get everything synced up the right way. And uh, all of a sudden, like right after the... Uh, you know, one piece of, of uh, imaging was supposed to fire. It didn't. And so that was a little bit weird, but then it fires like a couple minutes later on into the segment. And so, you, you know, it, it's like, you're like, you know, you're so frustrated because you feel like you messed it up, but there's sometimes you can't do anything about it and you just cannot beat yourself up because it's going to happen. I mean, Clay, you, you know, as a person in radio, you, you, we have more freedom and, and more, yep ability to say things like what you said about fucking up, you know, we can say that here on the podcast, but if you dare say that in the radio booth, Oh man, that, that is like, that's you know, a huge, that's, FCC that's goner. Fine. That's the goner, man. You only get it's one of those. Worse with TV. Uh, it's even worse yeah. with TV. Yes. Yeah. So I guess the biggest question I think for me to you right now, and obviously, you know, we don't truly know, but what is your hope beyond when you're done at ETSU? What is the goal? For I was going to hold that till the end. We can oh, okay. hold that till the end. Hold hold that till the end. And the only reason I say that is because we're going to go through everything he's already got accomplished yeah. at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've kind of talked about what got you to ETSU mm-hmm. and your high school experience. So, yeah, but I'd then, say it officially, like, I, I guess radio officially started with me in high school. Yeah. 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 It, it definitely did. And, you know, we've, we, we've seen a lot of the things you've done, like I said, we over the course of the last couple of years between just between between having you here with us on, on our handful of podcasts and 
group chats and yeah. group chats and just and just seeing person. seeing how you're you're progressing. I mean, you got to ETSU, and when exactly did you begin working with ETSU as their as just an on-air talent is the way I'm going to describe it. Well, well, I wouldn't even consider it that. The on-air talent is uh, very specifically Jane Keith. Now, I'll I'll get into this. I'll kind of explain what I do. But I actually started working for them in December of last year. So not like 2022. Started working for them in December of 2022. So I just crossed one year with the Buccaneer Sports Network. uh, And I'm considered – they consider me their number one guy. They've told me that straight up. Um but basically what the Buccaneer Sports Network is, so we carry uh, radio broadcasts of ETSU football and ETSU men's and women's basketball. We don't do baseball, which is very unfortunate. Um, but we, I we know the feeling. Down. That's exactly uh, how it was for me at, at Commerce. So I'm, I'm but, uh, very familiar with your role. And so, so Jay, will, Jay carries the coverage uh, for football and men's basketball. And Keith Brake, he does women's basketball, which, by the way, Keith Brake is so good at what he does. Um, if y'all get a chance to listen to him, he's just so good at his craft. Uh, Jay, too. I mean, Jay's been in the industry for, like, I think this is his 23rd year in the industry or something like that, which, if we're counting, uh, is the same age as Tyler and a year older than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Who's counting? He's, he's been there. Who's me, counting? Me. I, I was just say I, I work with a couple of gentlemen who have been in the industry longer than I've been alive, so I know what that's like too. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. So so basically, there is there's typically two people, maybe three in studio. We like to have three for football because football is a long broadcast. Because for football, it's it's an hour and thirty minute pregame, and then you have the twenty minute half time. 20 yeah. yeah 20 minute halftime and then mm-hmm. like an hour 30 minutes post, 30 yeah. minutes to an hour post game depending on what you get but it, it can get long like yeah we we anticipate each broadcast to be about six hours but like this yeah. year yeah. the Carson Newman game got delayed by four hours so we were in the studio for 10 hours total uh, but Jesus but there's always Christ. there's always mm-hmm. somebody on the console who's running running like the sound and audio levels and presses the button to mute and send a break, that type of thing. Uh, and then there's somebody running highlights. Uh, and the person who runs highlights, of course, will like kind of record via Pro Tools um, and create highlight segments and do voiceover work and stuff like that. And the mm-hmm. person who does the audio board will do like scoreboard updates from around the country uh, and the conference and that type of deal. Uh, which I am very well versed in both. And I would say our team right now, if I count guys who are officially on the team, uh, of course, Jay and Keith are the main broadcasters, but it's me and four other guys. Um, And we kind of, we kind of rotate here and there. We also do the ETSU radio coaches show. Jay hosts that as well. Those are on Monday nights and I work pretty much all of those. Um, it's, it's just a lot of studio work. And, and yes, while there are parts of the broadcast where we would be considered on-air talent, we're not the talent. Uh, we're just background yeah. help. Um, but but I, I guess when I, when I look at, because I graduate in the spring, I think I mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier, but um, when I look back, 
uh, and and we can move on eventually here and start talking about some of the actual broadcasting I've done as the lead talent. Uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, kind of say that it's been so good for me to get to see both sides of the equation because when I look at the broadcasting I've done elsewhere, uh, specifically for WEMB, and we can get to that here in just a minute, um, too. Uh, I have a studio producer there who will make mistakes, and I know that I myself as a studio producer have, have made mistakes. And so in turn, that's made me much more, uh, I guess the word would be uh, gracious to my studio producer uh, when he makes mistakes. I, I guess it's just valuable to see both sides of the equation. There's an appreciation there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can also say I've been on both sides, even with the same station, which you don't get a whole lot uh, at that that level. So it, it is one of those things that you can you know, you, you know what it's like to be in that shoe. And, and so I, I, one of the wisest things I ever heard was, you know, don't ever forget where you came from. And yeah. so, you know, why, yeah. why would I treat somebody, you know, working at that level, you know, like a, like a pissant for lack of better word, because I was in that position. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be considered better than them because I'm, you know, I got the headset on and I'm, I'm describing what's going on. I was in that same position, you know, however many years before. So I know what it's like. So I do have to ask. So obviously you're in the studio all game, pregame, um, probably even well before pregame starts, I would assume, getting ready. Yeah, about an hour. Call time's an hour. So this is the curiosity that I have. Uh, During the games, I mean, I would assume you guys just kind of kick back and and chat about what's going on in the game, right? Well, like I said, it kind of just depends because the person doing highlights is always working. So there's not a whole lot of time to chat unless there's literally nothing going on. So, for example, I I was running highlights. Uh, for ETSU men's basketball against Furman this past weekend. Uh, and ETSU kept it with them in the first half a little bit. Uh, they were down seven at half. Uh, and then uh, for a good chunk of the game, I would say the first 15 minutes of the second half, uh, Furman was just blowing us out of the water. And it, Now, to be fair, I was by myself for that game. So I was working both jobs, the, the board and highlights. Uh, and that's but, the worst but there were like no highlights to work off of. So had there been somebody there with me, I would have been talking to them. We also have screens on where we can turn on the ESPN plus broadcasts of the game and everything to see those as well. Um, But uh, another misconception is, Oh, you're working the football game. Uh, You must be watching the game live at the stadium. No, 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 no. Um, Our studio is in the mini dome. uh, So, um, Obviously, we're not at the football stadium. We're not at Freedom Hall. We're not at Brooks Gym, which Brooks Gym is, to be fair, right beside of the dome. But we're in the mini dome tucked behind Jay's office. Uh, we are not at all at the game. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's kind of the really... assumption that I have was uh, obviously you're not at the football games if you're working production because, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even be in the truck. But Yeah, the, that's um, the beauty is that, you know, we get we can connect, you know, there, there's ample ways to, to connect in, in this yeah. modern world as opposed to having to just hook up a phone line to, to get you on air. So we, you know, the wherever the broadcast is originating from, obviously the broadcasters are there at the event, but where it's being fed to and then sent out to everybody from is nowhere close in most cases. 
Yeah. Yep. So obviously there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you have done, but I, I've seen and heard a, a handful of games and, and I guess I'm going to go ahead and, and get into, I know last year you were extremely busy between what I believe was Unicoi football, correct? Mm-hmm. That was, that, that was this past fall. That, yeah, that was this past fall. Um, Past summer was at Kingsport with the uh, Axemen for the for Appy League, and then I can't remember who you were with for spring. Yeah, it's still it's still Unicoi. Um, so okay. we can go ahead. I couldn't remember if you were like BJ because I know BJ does two different or has been doing two different schools in the past. We can for, yeah, uh, and, uh, and that's hopefully not going to be the the case forever. But that, that's but that's where that's how it's been. So yeah, I may have just been mistook, but. I would really like to know how you kind of got into to those three, really, because I, I know you said that some of this ETSU work has helped you out with with those. Okay, so um, so Keith, who is who is the director of broadcasting at ETSU, he's not mm-hmm. Jay's considered the voice of the Bucks, so he's kind of the main guy. But Keith is actually the director of broadcasting, so he's the guy there that actually works with this with the guys, me and the other guys in the studio that kind of. Uh, he kind of listens to our stuff and helps critique us and grow us on as on-air talents uh, and everything. He helped me land the Kingsport job, uh, and man, that Kingsport job was something else. Um, I learned a lot with that Kingsport job. I'd I had I had some fun with it when we could actually. The actual baseball side of it was so enjoyable. The behind-the-scenes stuff was very ugly. I don't really care to get into the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going right. to do it. There's nah. a lot yeah. there that I don't want to discuss. Um, right. But I got some really cool opportunities, of course, getting to be around the team on a day-to-day basis. So cool. So awesome. Uh, those guys are great. Of course, the guys come from colleges from around the country. I'm talking – I mean, you start locally with, with Tennessee schools like ETSU and Belmont. Uh, and Lincoln Memorial, uh, um, Walter State, one of the top community college baseball programs in the country, um, and then schools that just branch out further. We had uh, a guy this year that was really good uh, that was at uh, Notre Dame, uh, but just a great thing. Got to build my relationship with the coaches that I had already had because before I took over as their broadcaster last summer, the year before that, uh, our championship season, I worked for the team uh, in a different role, uh, kind of as the scorebook keeper. I, I kept score for the team yeah. and everything. So I've gotten to build a relationship with the coaching staff now for two years. Uh, and some of these players I've been able to build with for a couple years now uh, and that type of thing. Um, perhaps the coolest thing about now, of course, Kingsport won in 2022. They won the title. We finished second in our division, which unfortunately doesn't make the playoffs, um, which it will next year uh, with the Appy League growing. And I could sit here and talk Appy League all day, but I won't. Uh, but one of the coolest things that I got to do this year, Kingsport hosted the All-Star Game, which this was like the third iteration of the All-Star Game. Because when, when the Appy League was affiliated with minor league baseball and had affiliations with major league teams, there was no All-Star Game. Uh, so with the rebrand, we got we got an all-star game, and Kingsport hosted this year. Got to meet uh, 
uh, some big time MLB network people. I got to meet uh, Brett Dolan, Tim McMaster, Sam Dykstra. I got to meet uh, nice. Stephen Shock from Virginia, the pitcher from the University of Virginia. Really yeah. cool guy um, and everything. And I was just going to go to the game. Like I didn't have an assigned role uh, for a while. Um, I was just going to go to the game and enjoy it because I could uh, and everything. And then I was approached two days before the all-star game to carry a radio broadcast for it. So I got to, to do the all-star game. Here's my, here's my bag. Dude. Awesome. From that, I say, I've got a bunch of credentials myself. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. I got, I got the game. I got an all-star game ball and I've got other stuff here uh, from that. I'd have to find it, but I, I have it. I have the baseball card set that they put together, but that was so cool. We had a, a one of our, one of King sports players won the home run derby uh, and a, another King sport player won all-star game MVP. It was really cool. Um, just a lot of really cool things happened um, over the course of that. Um, I learned a lot of what to do. I also learned a lot of what not to do. Um, so that was, that one was a really cool opportunity. Um, yeah. For baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember with that one, you did your own individual podcast. Um, yeah, I had that going. I I listened to that for a while and excellent job. Like I know that baseball's always been something you're passionate about, and so that was super cool to see you do that. I mean, it became so the pot that podcast became a, a real big challenge to maintain. So I ended up not being able to keep going with it. But just kind of to show off why I love why Kingsport baseball, getting that job in general meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. Look at look at this. I have so yeah. many like signed bats, oh signed cards, yeah. and stuff up here. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just. Cool. It, it's it's been a thing that I've loved Kingsport baseball really since 2009 when my dad first took me to games. Um, I, I, Kingsport hometown baseball, please. If you don't take any other message out, I'd say go and support hometown baseball, mm-hmm. no matter how big or small it is. It's yes, I love yeah, it. I think so we've much. got a uh, a high A team over here in in Winston that yeah. uh, plays. I can't even think of their fucking name but they're they're they're, they play over at truest field i thought it was the wake forest baseball field for the longest time but it's not no um but it's a it's a beautiful stadium. i'm probably gonna go try to catch a game or two over there this coming season just for something to do because it's literally just down the road and then we get to uh games are a ton of fun then we get to uh unicoi county which is a local high school, not my alma mater, actually, which is really interesting. But this one, right. this one, I kind of got this job out of the blue. And, and this was shortly after I took the, uh, this was shortly after I took the Axman job. Um, Jay actually referred me to uh, this radio station, 1420 WEMB Sports Radio. Very small, very, very quaint radio station if you were to go to it. Uh, at, literally at the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, 1420, right I would assume, is a uh, AM radio. Yes, right? that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Just making sure, making sure we get yes. the, uh, and all the details. Correct. But, but I mean, that is still that does still exist for those of you who by the way, may not here's, know. <laughs> here's that press badge. Um, so I got 
to call baseball for them last spring, doing it again this spring on all accounts that I understand um, is that I'll be doing baseball for them um, and everything. But they, they called me back for football and I carried it uh, with a guy by the name of Steve Willis. Uh, and we had a really, really good season. Unicoi County, you know, they made the playoffs. They were they had to replace a lot. They had to replace like the school's all time leading rusher at the position. Uh, he was just awesome. They never really could replicate it, but we got some really big wins. Uh, we beat Pigeon Forge for the first time. Uh, with very familiar a, with that area. <laughs> with yeah, yeah, extremely familiar with that area. With a sophomore quarterback who began the year as a third string uh, quarterback. Uh, just a superb three-sport athlete, kind of took over for the senior quarterback. Um, think about it as if you have the senior pocket passer type quarterback uh, versus uh, a dual threat younger quarterback with like no experience. Kind of think about it that where you easily switch over uh, and start winning games <laughs> with yeah. the younger quarterback, that type of deal. That's basically what happened there. We got not we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, unfortunately, by a team that has a lot of talent um, and everything. We were never really going to make it further than the first. We were never really going to make it past the second round, really, um, given that you have Alcoa, uh, one of the top programs in the nation, period. No one ever talks about them because – Everyone's all on the Texas and Florida and California programs, that type of deal. With good reason. With good reason, because they are good <laughs> schools. But if you if you were to research Alco- the Alcoa Tornadoes football program, they are one of the most dominant high school programs in America. They've won something like 10 consecutive nas- uh, state championships. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's, it sounds like past them. Yeah, it sounds like Alito. That's a team that knocked us out in the state uh, yeah. semifinals this year. Uh, and and uh, um, we also had Gatlinburg Pittman jump up to our division for the first time. And Gatlinburg Another Pittman area had that I'm extremely familiar with. Uh, Gatlinburg Pittman had uh, a record year. They won the they won the division. Um, they were the one seed. They're really good. Um, they have a, a, as touristy of an area as that is. Yeah, they have. They are kid. they are figuring out their sports. Like I, I know the area yeah, has been somewhat so. known for baseball. I, I, I'm only talking just because I I've, I'm, I'm yeah. s- extremely familiar. I know they have been somewhat decent with baseball. I, I don't know much about anything else. I know their football programs have been hit or miss uh, in the divisions that they were in, but I know that there has been a lot of improvement probably the last decade. But yeah, Gatlinburg Pittman, they had a really good year. Pigeon Forge on the flip side had one of their worst years in school history. Uh, but Gatlinburg Pittman has, uh, I believe it's a wide receiver. They might play him at corner who's going to go to Illinois. Uh, and additionally, they have a linebacker, Tyler, who's going to Wake Forest. Are you? Well, there you go. Probably well, seeing. Tyler might see <laughs> Tyler. Yeah. Well, no, he's, talk- he's talking to he me talking. because he knows I live Yeah. very near. Very good. What a fucking idiot, dude. I I think I've mentioned to, (laughs) I know I've mentioned this to at least RJ, you were talking about the wrong guy, dude. (laughs) Just for your comment. (laughs) Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan. (laughs) Uh, But, um, yeah, I I I I hate to do this, Clay, but I'm going to have to hop off. You're Um, good, man. Uh, Cam's got to get to 
He's got to get business. to work, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. he's got some no. business to tend to. I got a league race tonight, right. so, yeah, right. unfortunately. Got to bring home that checkered flag. Love having you on, though, Clay. Yep. See you, Cam. All right, well, Bye, Cam. Those cans are fucking lame ass. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, like, I, I think I mentioned this to you, Tyler, at, at some point where I was just so, like, really – down about this football season because Unicoi County, even though they built some wins and had a better year than we expected them to, Unicoi was due for a down year. Tennessee was due for a down year. Uh, and ETSU football, or God, we'll get into that. God help us all with that. Uh, but I was not, we do I was some not cool at all things. looking forward to. We, we do uh, got some cool things that seem to be in the works, though, for yes, yes, ETSU yes. in 2024. So that'll be kind of cool to be a, be a part of there. And the Jaguars were, yeah. too, apparently. Uh, and the Jag- huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the Jaguars were just bad this year. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, they beat not the, the whole they, year. <laughs> they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills. Yeah, they, they the were Bills. at one point the one seed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but it was like it was the you inverse of what were. happened for them last year. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it, dude. And then, and then, of course, the Texans. Get the most Mickey Mouse way into the playoffs, and then they go beat the shit out of the Browns like yesterday. I'm like, dude, this is just unbelievable. This is ridiculous. Anyways, to, to carry on, but, like but yeah. I, I remember these conversations though. I mean, like I said, we, we've always had a lot of just longer conversations. I think that's 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 where specifically the three of us have. have at any point I've called the two of you, we'll sit there and talk for an hour or two, yeah, just, just if, about if whatever, yeah. whatever the topic may be. You know, there's times where we've sat here after shows and talked for an extra two hours about whatever's going on. And, yeah. but I remember talking about ETSU this season and kind of where that was, there was not a lot of high expectations from you about the ETSU football team. Maybe I remember, it. I remember Unicoi, like it started out, you were kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then, and then things started kind of rolling and you were like, okay, we're, we're all right. We're back. Well, yeah. I mean, like, so we had, we, they had started the season, I believe it was six and oh or eight and oh, something like that. I want to say it was yeah. like six and oh last year, um, which I didn't call for them last year. Uh, this right. had just been some research I did. Uh, and then they took a loss to Chucky Doak, uh, which is down in Greenville. Um, and we had Chucky Doak at home this year as opposed to being on the road. Uh, and that was the game I wanted more than, than anything. And my partner, Steve, was out of town for that game. So it was me riding solo, which is really hard to do for football. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. That, One of the – Well, the, you know, the, if, you ever, absolutely if you ever want to give somebody boys. a call – if you ever want to give somebody a call on a Friday night, you know, I, I live closer now. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> – if you needed number two, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll do it for free. I, I was, say, I would say, I had to, I, I had to do a football game by myself in 2019. That I remember last year, you were worried, or just over, the, just a couple months ago, you were like, "Man, I'm gonna, have, I might be alone this week." I'm like, "Dude, just call me in." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, get your remote feed or something remotely, like that. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. see how it goes. Actually worked. I actually did both the Pigeon Forge game and the Chucky Dope game by myself. So I did two by myself. Uh, and I've worked multiple. I've worked. I worked uh, I, uh, a few weeks ago. I worked a doubleheader in basketball by myself. Basketball you can do by yourself. Though. Basketball and baseball it, are two that you can man. you can manage. Yes. Um, yeah. Same with racing. Like I, I, I've 
I've delved into broadcasting at times. I, I've done a lot of. I know this is going to sound really stupid, but I, I've done iRacing racing and no, you know, broadcasts like that. And and but dude, those are the ones where you do learn. I mean, I mean, you can still get a lot from it. In and, the early days of in the early days of YouTube, when uh, when I was still in high school, I was doing basically the same thing with with the show or with NCAA yeah. football. Like that's that's yeah. how you get your start. That's how you practice, so that when you get to this you know this kind of level, yeah. you're not coming in just kind of fresh off the street. You you actually have kind of a feel for it, and you have a you know you're you're getting you're developing your own distinct sound. That's yeah. that's not stupid or foolish or anything like that. That's and some people would think it's stupid it yeah but it, but it does help i mean i've sat like, here and done i mean dude, i did a i did a six hour endurance race back in 2021 like when i was first it was it was one that you had to you had to find if you ever want something that's tough i'm, I'm talking to you specifically clay because i know that you're going to be the one who would eventually at some point Get yourself a PC and during your down portion of the year, do some iRacing broadcasts. Yeah. Because the, <laughs> when I'm not even kidding, because when you can do those and sit there and go through some of the longer the longer nights on those, like I said, that six hour racing broadcast taught me how to just talk and, and get and make it meaningful. Because I struggled for the first three hours and then the last half it, it all came together. It's it's a very good teaching experience, especially being somebody who knows how to do like the production side of it. It's a really, really solid area. Well, remember uh, back when we were back before iRacing really became as big as it did. You kind of brought me over to console racing on NASCAR Heat Five. You yeah. brought me into that one league, which led to another league, which me led to me becoming an admin in that league and being their broadcaster. Uh, the last yeah. season that I that I participated in that league. Uh, I would race trucks uh, and then broadcast Xfinity and Cup. Yeah, that's a borderline tough one to do too, especially especially the console games are, are tough because you don't yeah, have all the extra good. stuff. To, well, not even that, but you also don't have all the extra stuff that you have even with iRacing. Like iRacing, you can make look extremely professional, believe me. There's plenty of guys who do it and do it extremely well. And But yeah, no, like like that's where I started. That's what I wanted to do, and then I was like, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'll I'll turn around and, and try that out later on. But right now, my heart's set on what I'm going for. So <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. I've got a lot of a lot of eggs in that basket right now. But all right, I got I got two more things that that we can get to that immediately come to mind. Unless you have other questions, uh, and I'm gonna let y'all pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna let y'all pick what I talk about next. Oh boy! So I can talk about I can talk about ETSU sports in general, or I can talk about one of my current things that I have going on that I want to plug. What's going on that you want to plug? Let's do that because I actually do have a way too early look ahead that I want to get to with ETSU. And we don't normally do FCS, but we'll make the exception. Um, I'm I'm trying. I I have to reach out to this person, but I'm going to be trying to get a hold of somebody uh within the fcs ranks as well um on the coaching side of things so we'll see how that goes but anyways what do you what do we what do we got that you're plugging out here so kind of smut are you putting on my podcast so (laughs) i actually funny enough i have a podcast that's very similar to this one uh although it's all sports it's not just college football you freaks talk about something else (laughs) 
for once. No, I mean we. No, dude, we. We gave Super week. Bowl predictions uh, on Wednesday. That's about the, That's the about last. as far as we go. Honestly, like we'll probably. The thing is that unless it's during football season, we'll kind of pick some random stuff. So like we'll probably do like Stanley Cup and NBA Finals if once it gets there. Like we're not going to do what we did for the NFL, where we predict out of at the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, but when we get to the Stanley Cup and the and the NBA Finals, we'll probably do like a prediction. But no, it's all college football all the time, three hundred sixty-five days a year because we can't find anything else to do, anything better. That's <laughs> what we want. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, this was a, a partnership that kind of came through via the Buccaneer Sports Network, of course, and the campus radio station at ETSU. I'm not talking about lacrosse on here. Okay. Go find Collins channel. (laughs) (laughs) Not as big. Just go find Collins channel. I'm sure he would be. If you want to watch lacrosse. He would be. uh, This came out. I'll talk about Tyler Buckner. (laughs) If you want. (laughs) This kind of came about as a, as a bit of a partnership between um, the Buccaneer sports network and the campus radio station at ETSU, which is just for students uh, Mm -hmm. on campus two totally different things we broadcast sports yeah i think that's where i was misunderstood i yeah from the conversations we had i thought you had made mention of or maybe you didn't make mention maybe i just interpreted it that way because it's how i knew it was for emily at at app state was um kind of it it was all student-led there was one guy who was like the head of it all Yep. who wasn't a student, but everything else, like even the meetings were student-led yep. other than maybe one or two a year. So that's maybe where I made the mis- misconception or the misunderstanding. But the Buccaneer Sports Network does their stuff through 6.40 a.m. and 104.9 uh, FM. And yeah. uh, this is on 89.5 FM. Uh, but And we, we did this on Tuesdays. The day's going to change to Fridays. We're also looking at getting Solid a second day. show on Monday. So we might have a Monday show and a Friday show. It'll be uh, on both days from 12 to 2. Fridays for sure for now because we haven't gotten confirmation for Monday yet. We're Sorry, hoping we're talking it. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, but but we're doing. I'm kidding. Fr- <laughs> we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're gonna we may go to three next football season. Like we may yeah. do like a a, a a recap show and then a, a midweek news show and then. A, a Thursday preview, but yeah. that's beyond current. And not to keep interrupting you, but just yeah. just to be clear, we are not doing three shows a week in the off season. But <laughs> yeah, um, torture. But this kind of came as a partnership between that radio station and the Buccaneer Sports Network for me and two of the other guys that I work in the studio with uh, for the games and the sh- and coaches show and that type of thing. Uh, we have our own sports show. It's called the Triple Option Sports Show. Uh, Tyler, if you want to make like a little thing down here with the with the Instagram at it's triple option sports. BJ will. Yeah, <laughs> BJ's on triple that. option that's, sports that's on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter yet. We're trying to we're trying to work on it. We're trying to build it up, but we will talk literally everything in the world of sports. Uh, of course, they're able to give time some time to everything, and not enough to others. Um, we I'd love to start talking more racing. We just don't really have the time. Because, uh, unfortunately, a lot of our listeners are on campus because it plays at various different it plays at various different places on campus. So it's mainly a stu- uh, 
a radio station for students to listen to. So we kind of have to give more to football, basketball. Yeah, uh, and how many how many of these kids are watching racing nowadays? Yeah. But we try to we try to. You would cover, think they're less, but the numbers are actually not yeah. flailing as bad as people say. We try to we try to do our best to cover everything. Uh, yeah. We even make sure to talk about ETSU sports, of course, because we go to ETSU. Uh, right. It's a really good show. It's a two-hour show, kind of a lot like the way that this one's going. Uh, but we, of course, we'll, we'll talk for 55 minutes, take a five-minute break, and come back and go for another hour. Uh, it's, a, it's a really great time. Um, uh, we've got the TuneIn app. If you have the TuneIn app, you can listen. Uh, you can find it. We've got the TuneIn app link uh, on our website. Uh, in our Instagram bio. So you should be able to access it from there. Um, really excited for what we're looking at doing uh, this semester. Cause we're, it looks, sounds like we're going to get two shows as opposed to just one. Uh, and, and we're thinking about doing like one show uh, during the week is our typical recap or preview type stuff. And the other one is going to be more for interviews. So uh, we're looking at, I, I, and I might be getting this name wrong, uh, but we're looking at getting former Falcons coach Mike Smith in because he lives in the area over here. Um, we have high aspirations. I think the big name that we're going to try to work on getting is Steve Spurrier, which would be crazy. But he's from yeah. Johnson City, so yeah. Um, Arthur Smith. Like, what? Arthur no, Smith. No, no, no. This is oh. an older coach who oh, okay. coached for the Falcons a while ago. Um, in everything, one of my I'm smart enough to know better than ask that question because I yeah. knew who you were talking about. I, I don't pay attention to the NFL as much, so uh, but yeah, but we're, there was we're a time to work on building it up, yeah, yeah. No, I, I've well, I'm not gonna lie to you, I have not listened yet, but I do see your guys' posts on Instagram and have thoroughly enjoyed kind of going through those over the course of time since that has started. Very simply, are you guys on Spotify? No, not yet. Consider uh, we're still consider. trying to work on that. We're, we're trying um, to work on that. That is it's easier than so literally Spotify for podcasters free. Yeah, all your stuff can go on there. That's the best yeah. way to suggest it. I don't know how you guys are running it because obviously it's it's a school function. I don't know if it's something you guys are going to pass on it to carry forward, or if yeah. it ends when you guys go. Who knows? Well, so the issue um, the issue is that I graduate. So does one of my other co-hosts. Yeah, and the other guy is just a sophomore, so I don't know if they're going to carry it on with him or or what they're going to do. So it's hard to say. Yeah, that's that's yeah. one of those things where it that's doesn't make a lot more sense just to have it as a rate. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of things in life are not. Then just you just make sure you have an yeah. archive of it somewhere at the very least, yeah. even if it's not in the podcast form. Yeah, everything that you're doing, you got to make sure you have a backup or an archive of it. Yeah. But with that being said, like I said, I've seen a lot of you guys just post on instagram i see you guys do kind of like your weekly picks which is a cool little deal that you guys do because you guys take I, i've seen what like four or five games and or no it's not even that it sorry i'm misunder i'm misremembering how it is laid out it's ten your games. guys's names along the side and 10 games across the top and and you guys pick all 10 of them even if it's not a sport that i've known you guys to be well versed in you still pick the games which is cool um and and I make those graphics too. That's all me. <laughs> oh, is that why you reached out to me and figured out how I made mine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wondered. I wondered what that was for. Now I now I know. 
Look at that. The more you know. Yeah. Put so that, put so that our first season of Pickums just ended, uh, and I did not win. Um, That's fair. So so what happened was is me and Carter actually tied during the bowl season because we did a we did a special for bowl season where we yeah. picked every single bowl game and we we picked everything up through the playoffs and we ended with an with a tie. So Carter and I had to pick um, the national championship game. Just the two of us. Asher was already out of it. Um, and so I decided you to didn't. the way to, to do the uh, tiebreaker. You flipped a coin. Uh, what well, we, we we could have done that, but I was out of town when that happened. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, so what I did is I just said, uh, you know what? Whoever has had the better record during bowl season alone could pick first, and Carter had the better record during bowl season because I entered a game better than him. Yeah. Uh, going into bowl season, and he finished a game better than me. So I was just like, all right, Carter, you can go first. And he picked Michigan to win the national championship. And so I had to go with Washington. So he won by he won that. Fair enough. You should have done Michigan. If you wanted both Michigan, you could have taken, like, who got the score closer or something like that. That could have been fair. I was actually going to pick Washington, so it really didn't I will, matter. No. I will be then get right no. <laughs> I'll be right back. Give me just a minute. Um, yeah. but, but, Clay, I do want you to go into – Give us, give us a current today, as of today, men's and women's basketball. Okay. Yep. I know you don't do baseball. Glad to. But you guys have a baseball team. Mm-hmm. I can get into that. A little give bit. us a little bit of a baseball preview. Yeah. I should be back in time. We can talk way too early. Twenty twenty four ETSU football. All right. Okay. So give um, me just like five or so minutes, but but carry. Well. All right, all right, BJ. Uh, do you want me to do baseball first, or no? Go, go ahead and let's start basketball since it's in season. We'll give kind of a baseball and then into football preview at uh, at the very end. Yeah. So when I started with the Buccaneer Sports Network, the first thing they had me doing was uh, basketball. So I didn't do football uh, when I started because the football season was already over. Uh, now I work this football season, but not the prior one. So I started with basketball. Quickly became well-versed in that. Of course, last year, ETSU men uh, had a rough season. I'll start with the men, uh, mainly just because I know more about the women, uh, given their successes. But ETSU men last year, it was a rough season. Of course, you th- when you think of ETSU basketball, you think of Steve Forbes. Of course, he's at Wake Forest now um, and everything. And so they lost a lot. Forbes took some transfers with him over to Wake Forest, and they lost a lot. They ended up hiring Tennessee assistant Des, uh, Des Oliver, really struggled in his two years there, never really could get it going. Um, last year was specifically tough because I think it was we, – we finished 12 uh, and 20. Uh, we were the five seed in the Southern Conference Tournament, and I think we lost to Western Carolina to get knocked out. Uh, of that, but uh, 13 of our 20 losses, uh, we lost by seven points or less. We also lost on like four or five buzzer beaters. It was just a brutal season to work. Yeah. Yeah. Just a brutal season to work. And we, we knew that if it was a close game, we were probably going to lose it. Uh, we beat UNC Greensboro by a, in a huge shock at, at Freedom Hall, just barely and had to withstand a, a buzzer beater in that one uh, to survive and win. But they got knocked out really quick. Uh, the team just never really had it going. 
lot of issues in the locker rooms behind the scenes with the men's program. Uh, and Desmond Oliver got fired um, after the season. And so the new coach that they pretty much immediately brought in, like a few days later, was Brooks Savage, a, a Steve Forbes assistant. Um, and he's automatically just changed the direction of the program. We come out uh, on opening night and beat King. I was in attendance for that game. We won that one. We lost to Elon, which was kind of tough, but we came back and almost won that one. Ended up losing by three. Butler just killed us. I mean, we played at Hinkle. Not really much you can do about that. Yeah. Um, our big win came at Freedom Hall. It was the uh, outside of King, and King's like a like a D3 school. They're not a, a, a big-time school or anything. Our mm-hmm. first big home game was Davidson, and we beat them 70-68. to 68. A huge win. Probably, in my opinion, it's probably Brooke Savage's best win. Kind of had a bad loss to Cleveland State late. Should have won that one. We kind of alternated wins and losses there for a bit. We beat Alabama A&M. We, beat, we lost to App State, unfortunately. They just had a better team. We edged out Jacksonville State. We edged Tennessee Tech. A lot of close games. Kind of had a coming out party against another D3 in Tusculum. We beat UMKC, lost to Cam's Utah State Aggies, uh, but we know how good they are. They're a pretty solid team. Yeah, top 25 in the country. Yeah, uh, and then which we only lost to them by 15. That's not uh, bad. And then we went on the road to finish up non-conference, and we beat East Carolina in Greenville by 16, uh, which is which. Uh, as much as I want to say Davidson's the biggest win, uh, East Carolina is probably the best win. Yeah, we opened, definitely. We open conference play with a win over Mercer, a team that's really banged up and doesn't really have that star power. Uh, and then proceeded to play the top three teams in the conference. Two of those three games were on the road, and we lost all three of them. Hmm. Uh, Western Carolina, we lost to them at home. We lost uh, UNCG on the road. They obliterated us. And we only lost to Furman by nine, but that's a Furman team. That's without Marcus Foster, without a lot of really good players. Uh, so, And they were up by 15 or more for most of that game. So the men, cur- currently the men are 9-8, and 1-3 and three in conference, got to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Wofford on Wednesday. Tyler's coming in for Chattanooga on Sunday, uh, which is what I was referring to earlier. Yeah. We got that. Um we also have um, Samford upcoming. Samford's considered a top four team in the conference. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's not easy on the front end. Of no. The, now, we do have so, VMI in there. VMI's terrible. Yeah. But. yeah, SOCOM play can be one of the tougher mid-majors from what I remember my uh, CBB uh, expertise, which, uh, you know, obviously is not as good being as yours being up there in, in the conference and, and kind of paying attention to it for a living. Even, even the Citadel's better this year. Oh, yeah. Um, they're not great, but um, but um, the only really bad team in the conference, I'd say, is VMI. Wofford's even off to a surpriser. They're 3-1 and one in conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Wofford's kind of, you know, hit or miss. They've been good, and they've, they've had some down years at times, too. And Chattanooga is not looking too bad. That'll be a really interesting rivalry game. I know we'll be yeah, up for that one. UTC. Yeah. 
What about the women's side of things? Uh, the women's side of things. Boy, am I excited to talk about this team because they're so fun to watch. Uh, so last year was really a historic year. We finished the, se- the season 25 and 10, most wins in program history, most non-conference wins in program history. This is this is a team led by Brenda Mock Brown, former head coach at UNC Asheville, comes in with a really great pedigree. Uh, we end up beating Vandy. We had a home game against Vandy on December 1st last year and beat them 44-31. to We held an SEC school to 31 points. Now, I know Vanderbilt women's basketball is not great, but that's a mid-major that's holding a huge... an SEC school to 31 points uh, in everything. Yeah. We basically just blew through non-conference. Lost crazy. Here's a crazy one for you. We lost by 70, 70 to South Carolina and finished 25-10. and 10. That's crazy. We finished second in the conference. Uh, unfortunately, uh, if you followed women's March Madness last year, you will know that ETSU did not make the dance, even though they went 25-10. and 10. That honor went to Chattanooga, who beat ETSU all three mm-hmm. times they played. Yeah. So the only team we couldn't beat, really, was Chattanooga. Yeah, and that's the that's the one that will get you. you got to win the conference tournament in, in the SOCON and, and those other smaller uh, conferences, until uh, the, un, unless they, they ultimately end up getting their way and expand it. And hopefully they'll make a stipulation that it will be for – more mid-majors as opposed to, you know, teams that finish like 14th in the, you know, SEC that were below 500 out of conference, below 500 in conference. Nobody wants to see that in the tournament. But still, I would. We still ended the season, you know, getting uh, an offer to play at the, in the Women's Basketball Invitational in Lexington. Yeah. Uh, and we won two of three games there, finished third in that tournament. Lost to New Mexico State, kind of knocked us out, but um, – yeah, um, but yeah, this year having a, a pretty good season start to things, and so far we are thirteen and four. Been a little bit banged up, lost to all three Power Five teams that we played. Um, we played Kentucky, we played Clemson, we played Miami. Lost to all three of them. And then had a tough fifty-fifty loss to Lipscomb. They're a team that can catch lightning in a bottle. Other than that, we've been undefeated. Now, I would say our non-conference this year probably a little weaker than it was last year. Uh, but we've started conference play 2-0, and had a really gritty win over uh, what appears to be a, at least a pretty decent Mercer team this year that I, I was not prepared for at all. Uh, but ETSU returned all but one player officially, technically two players because one girl returned, but it doesn't look like she's going to play because she's coming off a torn ACL. Also, some mm. shoulder issues. Doesn't appear that she's going to ever really be able to truly make it back. Mm. But we lost our third leading scorer last year, but we brought everybody else back and brought in some good freshmen. Um, and so I, I pegged us preseason number one in my own uh, SOCON rankings. Yeah. I, if I had to change that now, I'd probably put us at two or three. Chats just looked a little bit better at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think the women have a legitimate chance to win the Southern Conference and make the dance. That's would good. be really exciting. It would be, yeah. Absolutely. What about the baseball team? How are they looking going into 2024? Baseball's, baseball's a bit tough uh, for me to gauge right now. Um, they are uh, – we've, we've got some really interesting players. I think our rotation's going to struggle. We've lost – we lost a lot of players. I think ETSU had something like 
20 plus seniors last year. So a lot of young guys on this team. Um, and I, I, I just don't know that we're going to be that good. We were at best at times middle of the conference last year. I just don't know that I see that improving much this year at all. Um, I don't really have a whole lot else. I mean, I could talk about specific players on the on the team that played for Kingsport with the Axemen, but when I look at it from a team perspective, I've not I've not really seen a whole lot. Are you there, BJ? Almost lost you there. Yeah, I I know it's it's uh. I guess that's one of the bad things about being in a hotel is that it's not necessarily uh, reliable at times. I, I miss what you had said. I don't want you to have to repeat it, but you can keep No, going. I won't. I won't. Uh, I just said I didn't really have a whole lot to say about baseball because I just don't know. There's a lot of yeah. unknowns with this team. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, with college baseball is it, it kind of is one of those things that can be up in the air at times. There, There's, you know, good, good judges and, and everything like that, but – I mean, I know that there weren't a lot of people that picked this before the MLB season happened. Uh, so, you know, it's really tough to say on the college side of things what you're going to get in uh, 2024. We don't have Tyler back yet. Do we, we don't have Tyler back. I thought that they were, <laughs> I thought they were, uh, that he would be back by now. But um, I mean, I, I suppose I could go through certain players while we wait on him. Okay just off of this this past year's team. Well, go ahead and recap the 2023 ETSU football team and then go ahead and go into 2024 preview. Okay. Uh, okay so. That was that was the official word on high from our, our buddy Tyler. So so let me ask this. Can I go ahead – can I just go ahead and opt out <laughs> of talking about right. our football season? Oh, I man. don't think it works that way. Oh. Hey, I, I know the feeling. Uh, one in one in ten. Well, actually, I think it was one in nine because they didn't get to play that eleventh game uh, because of uh, Northwestern State incident that happened. But so we started the season on the road at Jacksonville State, their first year uh, in FBS. Mm -hmm. We lost forty-nine to three. Richard, RJ and, will be happy to hear about that. Uh, and we could not move the ball. Furthermore, our starting quarterback went down in this game. Our second-string quarterback went down in this game. We lost our first-string quarterback for like three or four weeks. Uh, our second-string guy was just kind of there. We lost 49-3. to Then we played at home against Carson Newman that, that yearly uh, who-gives-a-shit game. Beat them 42 to nothing. Yeah. They're a Division II school. or I don't even know what division they are. I should know that, but I don't. Um, I think they're uh, Division Three. I remember that name. Uh, and then we went on the road to Austin P and lost sixty-three to three. By that point, we were down, I believe, to our fourth string quarterback. Um, that might have came later in the season. We made it at least. We made it all. We played five different quarterbacks this year. At one point. Um, we were we were literally the Cleveland Browns this year, but we weren't any good. If that makes any sense. Yeah, how many quarterbacks you had? That does make sense. That's funny. We we uh we somehow found a way to actually lose to the bye week. <laughs> we actually did lose to the bye week. 
We lost good, players to injury good. during the bye week. Uh, we lost by 14 to Samford. We lost by um, 18 to Mercer. Uh, we beat Wofford, who didn't win a game this year. Um, we lost by 31 to Chat. They made the SCS playoffs. We lost mm-hmm. by eight to Furman. We almost beat Furman. Yeah. Our best game of the year was a loss. Mm. Uh, we lost by eight to Furman. They made the FCS playoffs. We lost by seven to VMI. They're not a good football team. No. Lost by 51 to Western Carolina, but they had a good team this year. Uh, and then we beat the Citadel by 12. Uh, I believe they also did not win a game this year. Or somebody would have had to win between Wofford and Citadel. I don't know who won that. I don't really care. Yeah, uh, neither. Nobody. <laughs> it was it was a tie somehow. Even though not even the people that showed up. It was we were <laughs> three winners that day. We were three and eight. Somehow had a winning record at home. Don't ask me. We didn't win a road game this year though. We lost every game. What do you have? Three three home games. We had five home games. We played no, eleven. Three and two. All right. Fair enough. I didn't know what the the way that schedule laid out, but I mean. You look at the 2024, I know you guys are getting a new head coach, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, okay, so that led, of course, that led to George Quarles getting fired. He was let go before the Citadel game, more or less, um, even though he coached the Citadel game. He was a fired man. He was a fired man after we lost 63-3 to Austin P. Um, but, yeah, we got a new coach. We got Trey That's Lamb. Nice. Trey Lamb, the head coach of Gardner-Webb, led them to three – or, no, two consecutive – um, FCS playoff berths comes in huge energy guy brings like a, almost like a fourth of his roster with him to ETSU, which is crazy because barely anybody's entered the portal for ETSU. So I don't know how we have all these roster spots open, uh, but but we're going to bring in all these guys. He signed something like all told like 33 or 34 recruits. Uh, and they're all good. Like he brought in Jalen King, his stud uh, freshman quarterback uh, from Gardner Webb. He's probably going to be the guy at ETSU. Also got uh, St. Francis uh, grad transfer uh, Cole Doyle. Brought three of his top four leading pass catchers uh, from Gardner Webb. We got a DB transfer from Akron. We brought in another DB transfer from Mercer. Uh, we got just a ton of guys uh, brought in. Yeah. Don't know what you mean by that. I'm guessing you're. I, I'm guessing you're saying that West Virginia won a recruiting battle over ETSU, uh, and if that's what I'm thinking, uh, of course they did. Of course they should. Uh, West Virginia. <laughs> what, what's that? What's lose. that? What's that thing we've been saying the last go? Congrats, or I'm sorry Congrats. that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna read all that. I'm happy for you. Or sorry that, that happened. happened. I ain't reading all that. Yeah, West Virginia should be winning recruiting battles over um, ETSU. Yeah. I'd sure hope. But we're, we're climbing trusting over here. One of us more than others, uh, <laughs> based off of predictions. But, you know, um, it is one of those spots with ETSU, obviously. They open the year next year with – Absolutely. I would, ar- I would argue two of the three toughest games uh, in the FCS – in terms of a schedule, uh, they there's open a, up with North Dakota State, and them. well, there is. That's why I said two of the three. You know, two of three toughest games in that three weeks stretch. I would argue, without looking any 
closer than I have because I, we don't follow FCS extremely heavily here. Um, I would say those two games in that first month, I would say ETSU opens with the toughest month in the FCS right now. Yeah. Um, playing North Dakota State, albeit a home game, North Dakota State at home. Which, Tyler, you're coming for that, right? That's the plan. That is the plan. And going on the road to App State, like, those are some tough games. And I know other teams are going to play, you know, App tougher State opponents. Week one, by the way. Yeah, I mean, just to open up the season with those games, it's going to be difficult, especially for a new coach, a new regime. Um, I, I know Gardner-Webb has been pretty solid, but – and they play How solid that, non-conference teams. If you go and look at Gardner yeah, Webb's schedules under yeah. Trey Lamb, he likes to play hard teams. Oh yeah, he almost Gardner Webb's almost relished that opportunity to go in and try to upset one of the bigger North Carolina schools. Uh, they they play Wake Forest pretty consistently. They played North Carolina recently. Uh, Duke as of late, they they like to go in and try to play spoiler immediately, and it. It has definitely gotten them the attention they've looked for. However, it's going to be interesting to see what it does in, in the SoCon because Gardner-Webb is, I believe, Big South, if that's a football conference. <laughs> the only reason I say that is because I know the A-10 is not a football conference right. and Dayton plays in like uh, the – I don't even know what's called, Patriot Football Conference or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Patriot League. Know. That doesn't feel right because the Patriot League is like Lehigh and and I'll figure it out. One thing that one thing that's gonna be really interesting, specifically speaking to that Appalachian State game, and it just kind of worked out this way. Uh this is the second year in a row that Trey Lamb's gonna coach against App State because App State played Gardner Webb in the season opener last year, and Gardner Webb yes. dropped twenty four points on App State. That they did. That they did. Where they at? Oh, sorry. The Pioneer Football League, not Patriot That's, League. Gotcha. Because uh, I was about to say, I know the I know the Patriot League is as Lehigh and, and Bucknell. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Pioneer League, which is basically all of the football schools in the A10, uh, along with like a couple extras, like they got Presbyterian in there, uh, Stetson. Basically, they. It looks as though. They pulled in some of the A-Sun and some of the random Missouri Valley schools and then the A-10 school. Like, it's just a it's a mess. Of, like, don't follow college basketball conferences if you want to know what the Pioneer League is because you're not going to get yeah. anything out of it. And then they also added St. Thomas from uh, Minnesota, the D3 yeah. school that jumped up. And that's yeah. Summit League. Aquinas, right? No. Uh. Hmm. Saint no, that's Thomas a high school, University. by the way. Yeah, that's St. Thomas school. Aquinas? Yeah. I thought that was a, a high school. Yeah, St. Thomas Aquinas is actually how you say that. And okay. yes, that's a it's high in school. in Miami, Florida, uh, and I have a friend who actually went there. <laughs> yes, yeah, Aquinas. I don't know why I thought of that. Unreal. I thought that. Uh, was this, is, this is uh, St. Thomas, Minnesota, uh, the Tommies. They, they've, the Tommies. They were, they were a D, I think they were a D3, D3. like yeah. unit, <laughs> like Mount Union level unit. Yeah. Here's and, your random um, sports fact for the day, by the way. way. Uh, Louisiana Tech women's sports, they are called the Lady Texters. They are not the Bulldogs. Who? Yeah, you heard me. Louisiana Tech, 
Yeah. They're oh, the they're lady actually. texters. They are not the bulldogs. That's interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> well, I know now. that I know that uh, there's there's a couple like uh, Arkansas Monticello and Delta State have like different names for uh, yeah. the men's and women's teams. Like one is the uh, the Green Eagles, I think, and the other is like the Fight Nokra or something. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, you're but... right. You're right about that. Okay. It's just weird. That's I got an even more good. wild one that I can send y'all. I don't want to put it on this podcast, but I'll send it to y'all. There. <laughs> there's a oh yeah, there's a community college that mm-hmm. their their nickname they're the Sea Force. Okay. Look that up. Look that up. Anyway, awesome. Um, <laughs> there's so, more fun out there. The, I'm almost sure. certain there is. Let me see. Oh, yeah, so it's the Big South slash OVC Association, which is interesting. Um, it's fun, I guess. There's a lot We're of on ETSU there. football. Uh, yeah. We got Sheldon Arnold to come back. Typically, when a player plays out of their mind in the FCS level, they transfer they out transfer. to an FBS school. Uh, we had an All-American safety this year, Sheldon Arnold. He was unbelievable. Easily could have won Defensive Player of the Year in the Southern Conference. He, he was so good. He's coming back. Yeah. Coach Lamb was able to convince him to come back. It's always solid when you get a guy who's willing to stick it out. Um, I'm honestly excited, though. I, I am looking forward to getting up there for the North Dakota State game, not only because there, there's some cool opportunities that come with it, but because I've, I've never witnessed – I've seen one FCS team play – and it was because I went Robert to the homecoming. Morris, right? I went to the homecoming game for Appalachian State, which just so happened to be Robert fucking Morris. <laughs> Who does that? Someone um, who's bored. And I saw I like five or six for like the first quarter CS games <laughs> last year. Well, twenty twenty two. Texas A and M Commerce went one and nine, as as you mentioned. Yes, but they were one point away. <laughs> from beating Old Dominion, they, they they if they went for two in the win over old, against Old Dominion, if they kicked the extra point, they might have won in overtime. But they were very similar to ETSU in that they, I don't think they would have had enough yeah. left in the tank to win in overtime. So, yeah. I think I'd be remiss though if we didn't mention just for the three of us specifically, like the Momento app has been a huge deal with wanting to go and do stuff yeah. like this. Yes. Oh yeah, and then let's not forget you got you did get a shout out a couple months well about a month ago now when I uh, <laughs> mentioned this app and, and talked about it. but yeah it is it's 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 been a, a crazy amount of fun it's cool to cool to go back I wish they would add games from uh, there's twenty oh, yeah I was just saying you've already got twenty twenty four events I don't have anything twenty twenty four yet so. I, yeah. not yet love that not zero yet. spot up there by the way for uh, the glare yeah for uh, <laughs> our good pals the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> don't get me started don't get me started let me come on man i went all season without having to listen to them all right um i think i've got more events than y'all though you do i can't i was to say i went long you got five more years of life and a lot of yours <laughs> that you have in there are what they actually have like i would have probably one or two more if college football was in there yeah uh prior to 2010 but i don't so well, I will too. I think I have a couple from then too. Oh, nice, hookah. So, um, so I've got a friend uh, who actually showed me 
to this app, uh, and he has 300 games. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, he actually he hasn't actually updated it. He's probably got about 305 now at this point. He just go to like all his local games or yeah, what? No, he goes to all kinds of different stuff. Like he yeah. went to six different bowl games this year or something crazy like that. Man, I've most I've done Must in a year, like, I think it's like four. I was about to say, I, I just went to my first bowl game and I mean I had a lot of fun. I'll probably yeah. continue to go to that game, honestly, because it was just yeah. that fun. Um, yeah. but I'm I'm just I'm just looking forward to what I can add on next year. I mean, we've got some really cool stuff in the works, obviously, between this this next week going up there for uh, ETSU versus Chattanooga, which will be cool. I've never seen anything of ETSU's campus, let alone. Um, the basketball stadium or arena is off campus, so I bet I'll take you by campus. Nice. Fair enough. And then um, getting over there for the NDSU game in September is going to be a good time. That's not the same week as Michigan, Texas, is it? No, it's week three. Okay, cool. We, we've had this conversation. I would not be going if it was Michigan, I Texas. I was going to say, I didn't um, think so. I've, ar- I've already made very clear that I am not doing that. What week um, is that? Week two. Yeah, oh, yeah. So are you going to go same... to App State, too? Are you going to go to App State week one, Tyler? I don't know I am. at this very time, only because I have – I have multiple considerations for games going on. I have, um, I'd like to go back to a South Carolina game. I would like to go catch a Wake Forest game or two this year since it's very close and it'll be pretty cheap. And I've considered Tennessee NC State at Charlotte in September too. But that's what week is that? Duke's Mayo Classic. It's week one. Yeah, if I don't, man, I thought about if it. If there are different times, you could do both. No, it, they're not. Gonna it is possible. Times. Tennessee <laughs> and well, ETSU always play at the same time for well, some ten, reason. Well, Tennessee and games. NC State are going to be Might the seven thirty game. Yeah. Um, I already, I, I already, can't, I'm guaranteeing you. If I want to make one more way too early prediction, that's the seven thirty game on ABC, not NBC. Well, won't they have it? They have the SEC this year, so it might not be seven thirty. Yeah, I know. Who's, who's home? Is Tennessee the home team in that? Or you realize they have the ACC and the SEC, right? At ESPN. Yeah, I know. So why would it not be seven thirty? There's probably, I mean, what Georgia Clemson's week one, right? So that could be seven thirty. It could be. Could be. That's why I was like, I mean, it could be seven on ESPN. You know where I, I, I now, because I don't know when I'll be back on, but I, I'm gonna, I'm planning on going to Bowling Green Toledo this year. Nice. And because it's gonna be at Toledo, and I yeah. want to see that rocket because apparently they have a rocket that if they fired it off from where it currently is, it would land at Bowling Green's fifty yard line, which is yeah. pretty yeah. sick. I want to see yeah. that. That's awesome. They so I'm going that. to that game. I um. As a matter of fact, I drove by both campuses. Um, Bowling Green Stadium is directly off of the highway that I took to go up to Ann Arbor this year to catch the Michigan game, um, which was fun. That, that was that was cool to see because I wasn't expecting to see it, but it was just kind of there. Um, 
but uh, my younger cousin's going to be going to Bowling Green this fall, so that'll be. Yeah, I'm looking cool. at the prospects of Tennessee, but... Alabama this year too. That would be fun. That'd be I a good one to, to go to. I would say I might have to might have to join you out there. Yeah, well, perhaps. Is it fitting that you chose the Tennessee hoodie, or is there more to it? Than uh, it's just because I'm. It's just <laughs> we because we just it's, now got to that. <laughs> it's just because I'm cold. I'm I'm bundled up, dude. Like I've got layers on. Oh, I got another it, ETSU. It's it's 15 degrees outside right now, and you know, in camera. Dallas, it's oh. 15 in Dallas. <laughs> like it should not be this cold in Dallas. No. I've, I've got my heat on in the room and it's still cold because the window's right here next to me, obviously. The but. expectation if you go to ETSU is that you absolutely fucking despise Tennessee. <laughs> That's supposed to be a campus rule. Like like I've yeah. worn a I've worn like a Tennessee shirt or a Tennessee hoodie mm-hmm. to work at the Buccaneer Sports Network and I've had and were ostracized. I've, been, I've been told if I wear it again, I'm getting fired. Like straight <laughs> up, I've been told I'm not kidding, you're getting fired. Man, wow, that's crazy. What what is the hatred there? I, I don't know unless it has to do with SoCon SEC hate. I I, I really don't get it. Maybe I always it's, kind of maybe thought it's, ETSU I mean, it, was kind of kind of worked with brother. Tennessee, but maybe not. Maybe that's where I'm wrong. I mean, there is a Tennessee State University that could be you know related. But it's not like there's no rivalry between Tennessee other than Vanderbilt in terms of in-state. Oh, Memphis basketball fans will have your ass. Yeah, it's a huge rivalry, Tennessee and Vandy right now. True. I I was meaning more on the football side of things. But anyways, we've hit hit two and a half hours. um, (laughs) I'm sorry, guys. As fun as it is, it is 9 o'clock here. I got one tomorrow. I would um, say it was a blast have... to have you on here, Clay. Honestly, I appreciate you sh- you coming in. This was planned I think, a month ago, ago, and yeah. and it, it a lot happened. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, a lot happened that day. We'll just it didn't leave it work out. Didn't work out that day. Glad to have you. Glad to have you here, dude. Honestly, it's been been really cool. Like I said, we've we've known each other for probably closer to four, five years now. I mean, I remember during COVID, sitting back and just chatting because there was nothing else to do. Oh, yeah. Do and, we want to make um, sure we don't ostracize BJ here and give him his last question that he wanted to ask? Yeah, go go for it. I mean, what's what's the kind of the, the future plan for you? Uh, I, I guess, uh, obviously, I want Bingo. some type of sports broadcasting job. I can yeah. stay with Unicoi for pretty much as long as I want to. I don't get mm-hmm. paid a lot, though, so that's obviously not, like, the end goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay, so when I graduate, I'm planning on doing some traveling. My big senior trip is supposed to be Baseball Hall of Fame which I'm stoked for uh, in Cooperstown. And we're Man, I would love going for the, we're going for the ceremony this year. Yes. Dude, I don't care how much money it takes. Get me up there with you. <laughs> Bel- Belch, Beltre, Ro- or uh, Helton, Wagner, potentially all three in the same uh, class. Yeah. Mauer. Mauer is potentially too. Like yep. that's a class to go for. Yep. I'm oh really stoked about it. We got, um, we got a week. We will know in a week from Tuesday. Ooh, I missed yeah, I missed yeah. the class that uh, I was too young for the class that I wanted to be a, be up there for. But which one? Randy Johnson. Oh yeah, that was yeah. gosh, that was eight years ago, nine years ago now almost. Yeah, I watched but, uh, it. That, that's the only Hall of Fame induction other like, than I, Brett Favre 
that I sat and watched, and obviously that aged perfectly fine. So, but yeah, yeah I plan cool. on doing some traveling. I'm still probably going to call Unicoi football um, next fall. Uh, I'm planning on going to all those football games I was talking about. Uh, yeah. So I'd like to do some traveling. Never really gotten to do a whole lot of that. Um, uh, I think I, it really just depends because my degree qualifies me to do a lot. So it could really go a lot of different ways. Uh, I think if I could find a really good paying job in the area, I'd like to stay here. It's quiet. I've grown up here. I love the area. I'm one of the few people who actually likes this area. Um, a lot of people like to get out of here, which I don't really understand that because it's such a great area. Um, but if I, if I, if I get, I mean, like, obviously, I mean, come on, if I were offered a major league baseball gig, I'm taking oh, yeah. that. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But I mean, I guess yeah. there's a lot of different paths that could go. Nashville expansion team coming here in a few years. Yep. Keep your, keep your, uh, you know, dreams set for that. My friend, I would, I was about to say, I, I would say that obviously we've, had multiple conversations about it, but obviously now that we do live about three hours apart <laughs> at this point, um, we can we can set some things up and make some travel arrangements because I probably would be perfectly fine joining on a couple of those those games in the fall on Saturdays. So yeah. yeah, it'll be be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited for you, dude. I know I, you I mean, got I've a lot got, of cool stuff I mean, my in. my I say my immediate graduation senior uh, trip is Cooperstown we're also mom and I are also going to go to the uh, spring Darlington race so that's my immediate graduation present yeah that that's but a problem I've got looking. looking at Reds games potentially Braves games well, I mean we'll see good. there's a lot that I'm looking yeah. at doing yeah it's a absolutely there's a lot of things to do that's yeah. that's the cool part about being where we're at is because yeah you know both of us are in NASCAR country. I mean, literally dead too. center. Yeah. I mean, th- there's all kinds of NASCAR stuff to go to. There's, I mean, I think I live in like just football heaven because there, there's six FBS schools, really closer to 10 FBS schools that I can go to at any point I want, but maybe even closer to 12 to 15 because I got all the Virginia schools, I got all the South Carolina. North Carolina, mm-hmm. Tennessee, kind of at my disposal to do whatever I choose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tyler. Let's not forget ETSU plays at Elon this year, too. <laughs> Over in Burlington. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know where Elon is. I was just thinking, I was like, hmm, maybe decide what week that is. And maybe that's week I'll... four. That's Arkansas State, I think. Might be all right. May, may take my time going over there i can't remember actually oh well i'll figure that out on the side yep. but that's something yeah. for a later day <laughs> yeah like that's i said for another day like i say extremely fun i'm looking forward to having you on here we'll, we'll maybe come back to one of these conversations six months from now a year from yeah. now whatever it's a long off season maybe in a couple months i can so. actually tell you something about baseball at <laughs> fair enough or once spring practice starts for etsu football i mean yep. that would be yeah. that'd be a bigger deal in its own right so i said a lot of cool things going on dude i'm super excited for you looking forward to seeing where you end up and how and how you get there obviously like i said the the four of us talk probably as much as any of us yeah and um i said from from five years ago when we first met to, to now there's been a lot of growth on both of our sides so it's been 
been really fun to watch. I guess we so. have to credit uh, Flimlo Raps for making this happen, right? Because didn't we meet all in that Facebook page? I know I met I Colin in that Facebook. Well, group. no, I think <laughs> I met you. I met you through. I think I met you guys through like a dynasty group through Colin because it was uh, through Colin. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm not but I know for why. a fact I met Colin via that Facebook. <laughs> I know I did. I gotta say how that started. We already know Tyler. We well established the lore on this show. We don't need to go back through it. Is all I'm saying. Either way, super excited for you, man. Oh, uh, thank uh, you for coming on and. Go Blaney, by the way. <laughs> Got to mention that. <laughs> a big time, big time championship. I'd be remiss if I didn't. Two championships in the same year. How can how can I get so lucky? <laughs> I got not one the Giants, but I at least got one. I'm not going to ever get anything else. So well, you're definitely not getting one. <laughs> no, definitely not getting I, one this year. And I told you it wasn't going to happen. So am quit I asking. Claim, I, am I allowed to claim Milligan's track championships since I technically went to Milligan? No, I, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> You can claim whatever you want if you really try, I guess. I mean, that's that's the Alabama approach. Look at UCF. No. That's the Alabama <laughs> approach, Clay. Yeah. So, again, appreciate it, dude. We will we'll catch yeah, you absolutely. again another time. Again, that was uh, Clay Ramsey working from East Tennessee State University and one of our closest friends to the show. But with that, we are also out of here. We'll be back on Wednesday uh, with a much shorter show. Um, but we do have grades. We're going to try. All three. We're probably going to knock out all three of them at once. Because I think we're going to have a shorter show on Wednesday anyways. It seems like news is slowing down. Yeah. Um, we'll the only other news, the only other news I truly expect is Arizona. Yeah. Which exactly will set off something else. Yeah. But I, the only other news I expect is Arizona. So we'll just we'll see how it goes. But with that said, we'll, uh, we will see you Wednesday at 6 p.m. Per usual, for the time being.